Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Schnozcast, episode 143. I will be your host this evening, Nick, along with my uh, faithful companions, uh, my co-host, uh, Corey Selesky, special guest host, James Krabby Pappas, and live from Seattle, Washington, Mr. Todd Money Dillon. As always, be sure to stream us in high-definition audio on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Audible, iHeartRadio, or anywhere you get your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on social media via Facebook, YouTube, or Instagram, all at Schnozcast. Don't forget we also have an email that is uh, we're dying to get emails at, um, according to Bob, at schnozcast at gmail.com or... If you want to communicate with us in real time during the show, you can dial in or text 618-SHOCKER. And as Bob always says, make sure to give us a listen. And you can feel like you're being wrapped up in a warm blanket with a bowl of soup on a blustery winter's day. The Schnozcast, comfort food for your ears. So, gentlemen, how are you? Mighty. <laughs> Mighty. <laughs> yeah? Corey, how are you? Oh, fantastic. Oh, hey. Wow. The one time I, I didn't even think about the oh, hey, and you don't do it. The other times I'm like, don't fucking say oh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. So, yeah, Bob is uh, Bob is, is not here this evening. He's uh, had some prior engagements um, with, I believe, a few gentleman callers on the west side of the state. According to our screen, he was here for a second, and then he, uh, he, he left. <laughs> Yeah, whatever forest he's in barefoot probably doesn't have great Wi-Fi, so. It's a creeper. Yeah. How are you, Mr. Uh, Krabby? Sorry. You caught a mid-drink. Mid mid bourbon. Wow, sorry. that was like half. That was a full gulp. Great. I'm having a great day. It's awesome. Both my teams won today football, and it's been awesome. Oh, I'm very excited about I'm that. Invited back to the Schnoz guy. Oh, I know you are. I, know you. I was getting ready to explain what football was to you right for a second. You probably should. <laughs> Yeah, so but so anyways, yeah, good to be back on, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, definitely, man. Always good to see you. Um this evening we got a lot of stuff to talk about with you guys. Uh we're going to start out with some housekeeping. So, uh for this week on on housekeeping, um we have a little Easter egg set up by Mr. Bob Rankin knowing he was not going to be here. Oh, in his absence he created something. In his absence, he uh arduously searched out and was able to get us a sponsor. So, oh, can't wait for this. From this point forward, uh, this episode of the Schnozcast is sponsored by, and listen up. So, never nip your sack again. Body and below the belt grooming in a whole new ball game. Smoothmyballs.com presents this episode of the Schnozcast to you. The Turf Chopper 3.0, which has premium alloy blades and is water resistant, so you can take it in the shower or in the sink. Shaving your body and below the belt should not be a task where you have to worry about nips and cuts. The Turf Chopper 3.0 features a no-scrape technology, so you never have to nip that sack again. Use the promo code SCHNOZCAST at SmoothMyBalls.com for 15% off on your purchase. If links aren't your thing, then go to SmoothMyBalls.com slash SCHNOZCAST. SmoothMyBalls.com, the perfect gear to upgrade your grooming routine and help you grab life by the balls. So that's our new sponsor. I'm trying I'm that. It. I'm trying that code right now. Try it out. <laughs> Try it out, my friend. Hey, Drew, Drew and Mike have um, Manscaped 
we have uh, we have the, the stepchild of manscaped. What was it? Shave my balls. <laughs> smooth my balls. I kept telling people shave my balls, but it smooth my balls. <laughs> so, I, Todd, I will say, um, I I have seen this product somewhere before. Mm. Yeah, well, looking back, I'm trying to remember. It sounds like bullshit. No, I I swear to God, this is not a lie. <laughs> no, you you know what product? It's not. That's that's what he's looking back at. It's uh. So this one's near and dear to my uh, scrotum, uh, in that I, I know that you don't use a Norelco uh, razor. Yeah, when uh, when you nicked your sack and we're gonna have to bleep, pass exactly, out. We're gonna have to bleep I, that. I almost died. No, uh, there is one of these on the counter in one of the members of the podcast, right on their their counter in their bathroom. A smooth my balls. There is a smooth my balls on the counter. Yes. And one member of the show? Yeah. Um, well, I wish you would Looking have, around, uh, I, I, wish I you know it's... I wish you would have used the promo code because... Can we back up for a second? Yeah. Can you be more specific about counter? Oh, it's just out on the counter. Kitchen counter? Yeah, exactly. No, no I said counter? bathroom counter. Oh, bathroom counter. Yeah. Okay, all right. I oh, I thought you meant it had a counter, like, <laughs> so it told sorry. you how many times you smooth your balls. <laughs> right next to the cutting board. <laughs> fresh exactly. tomatoes. <laughs> 727 <laughs> times. I've only had it for a month. <laughs> Yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Bob Rinkin has one sitting right on the counter. Wow, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, because he didn't tell me about that when he told me about this. Well, clearly that's where the idea came from. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. You guys are a lot closer than I thought. I knew you were. <laughs> exactly. Damn. No, we're more of a, you smooth my balls and I'll smooth yours. That's how close we are. We're very close. We get really drunk first, though. Definitely going to need to talk to my representation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what'd you sign up for? Exactly. So, without further ado, if anyone doesn't have anything else for housekeeping, that is housekeeping. For housekeeping, that is housekeeping? For housekeeping. That was that, smooth, buddy. That was housekeeping. Hey, hey, since they're our sponsor, can I do a, uh, can I cut a, a, an intro for Smooth My Balls? Absolutely, you can. And I'll get some artwork right. for Corey so he can put it up on the screen. Sweet. I like how you worked the word cut in there, too. <laughs> no. Nothing's going to be cut. That's the whole exactly. idea. Exactly. No more lifting and cutting. Yeah. It lifts and cuts. Yeah. <laughs> it lifts and cuts. We have another version that nips and tucks. So. <laughs> Very close to Todd's something that's shaped like an oh upside-down heart. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Todd, I heard you had some booze news. I do. I do. It's time for booze news. <laughs> so this is a this is a very interesting story. Uh, young Scandinavian teens are sticking nicotine pouches up their asses. So you guys are all familiar with snuff, right? Like the uh, school bandits and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So in, while they don't contain tobacco, uh, one user of motherboard spoke uh, spoke to uh, describe tucking a nicotine patch inside the foreskin of his penis. Uh, young Danes are sticking nicotine pouches up their asses and inside their foreskins in a trend that's left health experts concerned and baffled, according to a Danish national broadcaster. Health experts from across Denmark, including the country's National Health Institute, confirmed the trend for DR. Uh, independently, Motherboard also found threads of Scandinavian forums where users discussed placing nicotine pouches on or up intimate body parts. Nicotine pouches are similar in Scandinavia, are, uh, are popular in Scandinavia, sorry, especially among young people. Snus, as, it, as it's called, a wet tobacco pouch that originates from Sweden, 
has a particularly long tradition in the subregion. So I won't read this whole article, but I can't figure out. And I, and I know that they're trying. The teens, I guess, are trying to hide it from teachers and whatnot uh, because it's illegal for them to be chewing in high school. Mm-hmm. But literally, you need a nicotine buzz so bad you're willing to stick a nicotine pouch in your ass or in your foreskin or in your cha cha. So craziness. Todd, someone did show me this story the other day. And that's so it's funny that you, you came across it as well. Uh, but I will say those Swedes are pussies, man. <laughs> really? Pouches? I thought it was the Danes. <laughs> or the Danes, whoever it was, whoever from whatever European country. Dude, straight <laughs> Scandinavia. It's always straight long cut in my foreskin. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. Grizzly, buddy. Grizzly. Oh, that's grizzly. All right. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine that? It, no. fall, if, it falls, Ma- it falls no. apart too much if I try <laughs> to put it on my say, butt. No, <laughs> I don't want to. That, that grassy tobacco halo that's around Corey's foreskin. Jesus. <laughs> but who, who, I mean, when, at what point do you go, you know what? I'm going to stick it in my butt. Because well, you, you're, you're, <laughs> I mean, things have changed since that I was a That is a question. Over the decades, over the years, in many different ways. I mean, Todd, what's really not out there that you look at, and at some point you're not like, I wonder if I could get that in my butt. <laughs> uh, I don't worry about things getting into it as much as out of it. So I think that's maybe why, I'm just That's a, why there's doctors. <laughs> I'm with you, Todd. Exit only. Exit only. Well, and especially nicotine and... And, and I guess what was it? Was one of our Supreme Court justices used to booth beer? I, I still don't get that either. I mean, wh- why would you stick a beer? Yeah, you've never heard of that crab. You look, you look a little bit uh, taken aback. Like a current one? Damn, Ruth yeah, Bader yeah. Ginsburg. Uh, Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh used to used to booth booze. They called it. So you, you uh, they, it's like you know. Remember, Watch, I'm going to show you, Crabby. Hang on, dude. If you do. The show will be one less host. <laughs> I'm going to tell well, you. Two, two less hosts. <laughs> I'll stick around. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. No, I had no idea. It's going to be like a zoo exhibit for me for the people that don't have foreskin. So I'm going to be like, wait a second, hold on. So glad we I have somebody like weird. that on the highest court in the land. Like That's National fantastic. Geographic. <laughs> I, I thought it was weird. When, when, I, when I was in high school, a guy that I went to high school with, he, we, he was big. We, we used to like farts. We used to like things that came out of your ass. And so that was, we thought that was very cool. It was a and big thing. Th- yep. and, Todd, and this guy, Todd, that I went to school with, another Todd, not me, Todd, but he had developed a way to actually s- s- kind of fart on command because he had figured out how to suck air into his butt. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Air, that not, too. Yep. not nicotine pouches. So he was able, so yep. we were kind of constantly larding. Feel like that's a big late eighties, nineties thing, early nineties yeah. thing. Huge. Yeah. But but then but if someone had said, Hey, we're gonna ha- have a case of beer shoved in everybody's ass tonight, I'd be like, No, I'm not drinking. Todd, <laughs> Todd, see, that's where you're going wrong. It's just one beer at a time, buddy. It's not the case. How are you gonna how are you gonna light farts that are sucked in air? The methane is what catches fire. In, yeah, in, but you st- you have plenty in your uh, stomach, so even though you suck in air, it's still there's still well, a good portion of the Yeah, you have methane. like 20 miles of intestines. It just doesn't suck into your anus and go into your stomach. <laughs> yeah, but you're still pushing out. you get, you got to get that air in to push out. 
I, I think I've exhausted my interest in this. It's outstanding. Kick off, <laughs> kick off the show. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. How was the show last night when you were on? Oh, you well, have no idea. Well, exactly. <laughs> talked about ass sucking and uh, whether there was methane in it or not. Oh, my God. All right. Corey, did you have booze news or no? After that, no, I think I'm good. Can't can't follow that, can you? No. That, with what? It's a hard act to follow. Honestly. Unless you had a stuff shit in your penis hole story, then apparently you couldn't follow that. Well, that'll Put be... your nicotine in there. That's on Sunday, so that'll be next week's podcast. When Todd said the, the wet snooze pouches, yeah. I'm like, oh. You know how much that would burn? You should <laughs> see like, how I spit. Oh, God. All right. Um, little haunt for this October? You got it? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so... Uh, since we don't have any theme music for this, we're going to touch on something we're doing up until and through the month of October called The Haunt for this October. This one's near and dear to my heart because it's uh, in Kalamazoo. I actually stayed right down the street from it when I lived there when I was going to Western, so it was kind of cool. Uh, it's The Royal Haunt. Frank Henderson made a fortune in the uniform business and built a luxurious 25-room mansion in Kalamazoo in 1895. You can now stay in Henderson Castle, but you'd be better be prepaid for some for some company. Prepared. Prepaid. Uh, <laughs> I always prepay my company. You can tell I'm a small business owner. I'm all about being paid. You need to prepay for that? Um, you, you're you're going to be haunted. But I'm going to ask for that money in advance. <laughs> I guarantee you'll have an experience, but I'm just going to need that money up front. Yeah. These ghosts aren't free. Are the, ghosts, <laughs> the ghosts, no. no. They get a cut. They get a they cut. Do, yeah. Everybody's a capitalist Sorry. nowadays. Sorry. Everybody's a capitalist, even the, even the beyond. <laughs> but you better be prepared for some company. Frank and his well-dressed wife, Mary, sometimes walk the halls. A Spanish-American war veteran is also occasionally on duty. There's even a ghost dog that may try to crawl into bed with visitors. Oh, my God. We stayed in a place up uh, up north somewhere that was this, like, 150-year-old house. And uh, it was known to be haunted. And the guy was actually buried, like, two blocks away, just in a field. It was a cemetery, but it was old, old, old. And they used to say that one of the things they saw all the time was a ghost dog that would show up. And every now and then it would walk in circles and it would slowly disappear from its nose to its tail. And then it would just be gone. And I'm like, I, it was like when I was still too young to make decisions if I could stay places or not. So my dad's like, you're coming. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So I had to stay in this place. Didn't get a wink of sleep. Just under the pillow the whole time. You know, it was fucking terrifying. <laughs> this place was crazy. But the, the ghost hunters, uh, Taps, the famous TV show. They caught um, a paranormal uh, cat one time on one of the cameras. What they put it in? Oh, on the camera. It was cameras. it was one on one of the cameras. Dude, it was. I mean, it was it was insanely legit. Like you saw this cat like kind of materialize on camera and walk a little bit, and then like, some of it disappeared, and the rest finally just took off. I gotta tell you, I don't care if it's real or <laughs> fake or a ghost. I hate cats. Well, I do too. I'd be all about. <laughs> I'm not dog, gonna lie. That dog, like, I'd be fine with. If the dog, if a ghost dog, got in bed with me, I'd oh, come here, buddy. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, especially right. in the wintertime, if we still yeah. could feel the warmth. That would be <laughs> okay, come here, ghost dog. <laughs> my, my my aunt had said that uh, they had multiple Dobermans, like when she first got married, up and through when she had kids, 
they're big Doberman people. They always had like two at a time, but this time it was like their first one named Rusty. And Rusty died, and she said she's like, it was like one of the hardest things I've ever gone through. She's like, it was, it was horrible. She's like, I'd never had a dog, you know, or whatever. And, you know, I lost this dog. And she said she woke up in the middle of the night cause she felt the bed move and she looked and rusty was laying at the end of the bed, like see through transparent. And she just said, she just like stared at it for a second and it just disappeared. You know, hologram of Tupac show up right next to me. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <Dream. laughs> yeah. I'm saying dream, but I also had an experience yeah. like that where, um, I was in like a lucid, I I'm assuming a lucid dream cause I refuse to think anything else. Um, but nothing like every dream I've had has been, um, you know, your hair dryer induced. No. Well, yeah, that'll yeah. knock me out. But, uh, is like, you know, you're you're at home, but you're really at the church you grew up going to. And but it, you know, it's your house, but you're not questioning why I'm in this church. Like, there's always something that's strange, you know. And this, there was nothing strange about this. I was in my room, at my mom's house. It was pitch black, night lights, everything. And I remember, I felt something grab my leg, and I woke up and I looked, and there was nothing there. I fell back asleep, and. All of a sudden, I felt something grab my leg again, and I literally started getting pulled off the bed onto the floor. And I woke up again, and I was, like, halfway down the bed. And I, w- I was looking around the room, and, like, I'm like, this is not a dream. And then I felt it, like, for a third time. And I started saying every prayer under the sun. And, you know, uh, in the, the spirit of Christ compels you and, you know, all this, all this other stuff. And... Uh, went away and I went right back to sleep but there was nothing weird nothing different only that I never saw anything but something was fucking grabbing me mm-hmm. and I told my aunt that so she's like oh my gosh the hairs on my arm just stood up when you told me that I'm like yep there was there was in my mom as you know with uh with you know exorcisms and things like that my mom's like super catholic you know super christian we got crucifix in every room, you know, I'm confirmed, baptized, everything, you know. And yeah. so there Me was too. nothing else different about that situation other than that. And I know, yeah, and I know, you know, where you stand with all that. But as far as the paranormal, I, I don't know if I've, we've ever asked, are you a paranormal guy or believe in it? Uh, depends what you call paranormal. I, I believe there's demons. Okay. Um, I don't believe in ghosts or anything of that. Not even Not even like the science behind a spirit or like an energy uh i've never seen any any of it i mean i guess i would have to see it laid out in front of me i've never seen the science you said the science of it yeah we can talk when we're done with the show i, I yeah. was just it, something I, I i guess we've never yeah after, after having without a question oh yeah when he, when nick was talking about that that's exactly what i thought when he said that he compels the spirit of christ and it went away i've heard stories I could tell stories. And just, you know, yeah, after having like DPX and all them on, um, you know, I uh, again, I, I just didn't know where you stood because I know Bob is. That's all, that's all so stupid. And it's like, well, I mean, I get where you, but again, well, even if I thought that, I would never, I wouldn't say it that way. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going no, I mean, to shit on somebody. No, and he that, didn't. Yeah. He and Bob kept no. himself together for the episode. Obviously, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. For I mean, I wouldn't make it fun of anybody just because I didn't agree. Or what have you, right? Or, I or think there. I ne- I never would have believed in any of that in any of that kind of stuff. Um, I always had you know God fearing, of course, and know that there are demons and know that the exorcism is mm-hmm. the exorcist was a 
based on a true story, and there's been countless, you know, things that have happened. Um, but I literally, like, in my own life saw something. My mom was, and I think I've told these guys this story before, my mom was going through some old photos, and my stepsister and I are the same age, and she used to have this room, uh, this living room, and the wall was painted light pink, and she had, a, like, a teal couch. And it was just a picture of her and my stepsister on the couch. So there was a lot of pink wall, like, behind her. And picture was normal. My stepsister was probably eight. And uh, she was going through old photos maybe, like, 15 years ago or something and found the photo. And she said she dropped it out of her hand as soon as she saw it. And she showed me. And behind my mom are two huge translucent blue wings like with feathers and everything, like right behind her. And there's nothing on that wall. Uh, she took it to a photo analyst. Um, and at the end of the wings, like very lightly, you can see these white lightning bolts. And uh, she took it to like a couple photo analysts, and they said there's no double exposure. You know, this is an actual photo. Like whatever was in this photo was in it at the time that you took it. Um, and she also went to Lord's. Uh, down in Georgia, and she had a silver crucifix, and she got home, and it was in her luggage, and it was gold. Did it stay gold? Yeah. To this day? Yeah. Wow. I took a piece of coal once. <laughs> and it was still a piece of coal. Squeezed it so hard. So, hard. so much pressure. So hard. <laughs> and I lot. used that diamond <laughs> to propose to my fiance Danielle. <laughs> took 32, coal. 30, 33 years. Coal and a pinch of grizzly. Shut <laughs> in his butt. Coal and skull. My gosh. That's right. <laughs> oh, my God. Bucko this. Bucko this. Almost caught me off guard there. <laughs> <laughs> we missed... We missed uh, we missed out on your laughs uh, a couple times ago there, Todd. Yeah, you were too busy checking on the uh, pork belly. Oh, which thanks yeah. for responding to my message the other day, fuckface. You son of a bitch. Um, either way, though, yeah, you missed uh, Funko this last time. So they Nick and, and Bob imitated your laugh. And I wouldn't say that you were missing it, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> Can you unplug Krabby's mic? Done. <laughs> so this week's Funko this. Yeah. Is uh, a special edition the Seven Eleven Slurpees, the okay pina colada to be exact. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for echoing the sentiment of every human that's heard this. Uh, I don't get it now. What don't you get, Todd? So I thought Funkos were characters or caricatures of characters, uh, but not inanimate objects, right? So is there going to be a Funko just mailbox? Funko couch. They actually, they have, (laughs) they do have a lot of food branded stuff that are not real, real people. Funko McDonald's fries. They do have a whole McDonald's line. Oh, come on. But believe it or not, these are insanely fucking hard to find. I would take the 1980s Halloween Happy Meal, scary fries and chicken nugget and hamburger before I, I got the Funko version of that. I can't stand this bit at all. When I listen to you guys, <laughs> I usually forward it. But I got to tell you something. That might be the most awesome thing I've ever seen right there. Wait, hold yeah, on. I what? Am, 
I don't care what Funko is supposed to be or whatever. When I looked up and saw that on screen, I was like, are we going to talk about that? Because that looks awesome. I'm I'm sold now. I might be back in on that. Or not, I was never back in. Krabby's been in. sucking on the faux straw the whole time. <laughs> I love it. They, they, they have a whole series of different flavors. Really? Yes, sir. That's craziness. Ah, that might bring me in. You well, might. now I know it. I need to get Krabby. Brought me in. So that's Funko so that's, this week. So I wonder if, if they're going to do the Funko Snus Pouch. Uh, sure. I, I've actually emailed several times. <laughs> but they don't get back to me. Maybe, maybe one of these days. Todd, you live right around the corner from them. You, you need to maybe take a trip over to the, uh, the factory go, one day. I'm going to go picket them. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Todd's been out there all week by himself just picketing. No, no one really seems to know what the cause is. Exactly. <laughs> Todd, you know when you pick it, you're supposed to bring a sign. You don't just stand on yeah, the corner. Just there. <laughs> TD, uh, you got something to uh, do a shot with? I do. What, uh, what libations are you drinking tonight, sir? Uh, tonight I am back on the, my Atomic Pumpkin for, uh, for October, and I'm taking the Bob thing. I'm going to drink on the weekends and then take the weeks off, you know. Oh, that's not. But, oh, uh, is that the Bob thing? <laughs> yeah, and then I got, and I, and for my my shot, I'm doing my. I'm back to my Crown Apple. Okay, we had a little uh, short hiatus on on Fireball, and I, I completely actually forgot to go out today to get anything else because I knew we had so much of it. So, uh, so I'm doing that, and I the, we did the pre show shot that we normally do to kind of amp up, and uh, it was uh, surprising to say the yeah, least. This this will be the last night. Of that period, so of the fireball, yeah, yeah, it's it has to be. It, I, dude, I have like one point five liters of it, and I'm like, I got to get rid of this, so so I can move on to something else. Last week we did. Uh, Crabby, <laughs> yeah. what are you drinking tonight, buddy? I am uh, for my beer tonight a little New Glarus Oktoberfest out of Milwaukee, and uh, my shot I am doing a little uh, Jim Beam Black eight year. Always uh, bring the class to the show, sir. Always. I try. Um, this is the first time you have not had a handle of Maker's Mark on the show, I believe. Yeah, I believe we're right. I think it's always been Maker's Mark. Because this, this is your what? This is your third in in person appearance or fourth? I think like my seventh. Your seventh in person? I think right around there. Has it been that many? It has. Where have you been, Corey? He doesn't apparently not paying attention to the show. 15 minute production. You wouldn't know it when he, when Krabby walked in, he was like, Oh my God, Mike stands (laughs) tables. (laughs) He's like, place looks great. He also texts, texts me. He's like, what's your address? I'm like, you've been here like four times (laughs) to my house. At least, you know, the damn Apple, the damn iPhone, iPhone, Google maps, Google maps, please. Bob's like, I don't even know what the fuck I'm going to (laughs) say. You're going to say the Apple navigation's (laughs) terrible. Can we bet on it? Yeah, we Jesus we can. Got me like a perfect husband. Getting used to having your sentences finished, so you're practicing on me. No, anytime there is a uh, the most recent iPhone di- download, the app, you know the uh, the update, the update, yep. yeah, the update, yep. It will throw shit out all the time. So it threw Nick's. I had Nick's address under his contacts, and I threw it out. So. It's okay. My old supervisor told me that once people uh, either are fired or leave their job, that he deletes them immediately out of their phone. So I get that. He's like, people are useless to me after that point, which he did. He followed up on that because I called him back, and he's like, who the fuck is this? 
<laughs> I'm like, so I get, I get the mentality. Uh, you didn't think you were probably coming back to the show, so he no, deleted no, no. me out of the phone. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. Travis was walking out the door, and he was like, oh, "Delete." Yeah, <laughs> we're done with that. Your old boss is a horrible leader. Yeah, I'm just gonna tell you. Yeah. He's he's like, yeah. oh, apparently I ate too many calamatas last time I was here, so we're not talking again. <laughs> so uh, all seriousness aside, is my sixth, sixth time, sixth time, okay, sixth time on the show. So yeah, so how, how many just, times here? Uh, probably four, four. Or once at Bob's and then once at the poolside. Yeah, and so so you've never seen this setup. The last time you saw this was with Nick, right? When we were, but like the the two tables on on the side. Or, uh, I can't remember, dude. No, he was no, he was here. I've been hitting the head a lot. He was he was here I, like uh, because I remember uh, after Bob, that you're Bob was really excited that it was the first time he was out since uh, COVID. It was like a month ago or a month and a half ago or something like that. You can't oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, so did, sir. So did Krabby. Yeah, it's, which is not a surprise. <laughs> yes, yeah, I mean, so crabby. Dude, we welcome we, to fourteen years of football. We have so. we have Bob on the show, and oh, which Bob did? Oh, here you go, buddy. Uh, Bob did state the other day, and I can't. The other this day, this is stupid. Right? I can't remember where we were at, but he claimed um, he was talking about CTE. Oh, last time we went kayaking, he's like, "Hey, CTE." I'm like, "I'm like, I can't remember what it stands for, but I I know what you know." Commitment to excellence. Yes, exactly. Nice. And uh, he said that he's like, oh, he's like, you know, sometimes I think, uh, you know, my memory loss could be due. He's like, you know, when when I played football. Oh, 100%. There's more studies coming out now. No, mm-hmm. I countered with, well, Bob, uh, you played high school football? Well, I played a little bit in college. I mean, what's, what's a little bit? Well, I was on the team. I mean, okay, so the last time you took an actual good hit was in high school. And even then, it might not have been that big of a hit. I mean, you weren't doing that's it for... Not, that's not actually... <sighs> I know. People, Thank people you, actually, Todd. Please. People take good hits in practice all the time. In fact, that you, you should ask a guy named Randy Kiker. And if I'm not correct, if I'm, I'm correct me if I'm one, wrong, but one, Bob played defensive end, right? Yes. Yeah. So guess what? You're hitting your head on every play. Willie Nelson takes good hits during practice as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't see Bob being that... Uh, I'm sure he was on the team. I just don't think he was that involved. Still, you practice. Still, you get hit. Everybody gets hit. Absolutely. I still don't see Bob getting hit that much yeah. in practice. Except for the kickers. I don't want to get into 90-second sports just yet. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're almost there. Good. We're almost there. I can tell you that this is what the – and it doesn't matter if it's practice or a game. If you're, you're in it every day, I can tell you how traumatized your body is. And I don't know if you remember me telling you this when I had COVID, but I never thought in my life I would ever feel the feeling after playing football. Like a like a day after a game or a day after you know a day after practice when you're sore, never thought I would have that feeling again. And then I had COVID and had that feeling. It just feels like you're in a car wreck when you're when you're playing in the box. We call it the box, and the box is um, where the offensive line and defensive line are. You're hitting every single play, and even if it's I, mean, practice. I, get the, I played I played football as well, so I, I mean, I get it. I just I don't know. I I don't think there was. Never mind. I guess we won't get into I it. Mean, there's plenty of opportunity to rip on Bob and his athletic prowess, but this isn't your, one of them. Your point makes exactly. Your point makes no sense. No, I was shaking I my head. No, that Corey didn't play football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be a hill I would die on, no matter what, just because of being there. Yeah, Corey was actually speaking of which. Corey was actually uh, talking about that uh, at the tail end of his COVID hiatus. He he was out of commission for a month, 
if not more. And he zoomed with us like when he was over with and, you know, looked like one of those men that were lost at sea for like three months. Mm-hmm. Like he was like a frail image of his former self. He looked like Hanks in uh Oh yeah. 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 Wilson! V- very long beard, really skinny. It was very disturbing. Oh, boy. And uh and he was like he would like cough every now and then. He was like, ow, ow. And then he's like, ah, I got to go get a drink. And so he'd come back and I'm like, you're drinking? He's like, yeah, it's like the first day I feel like myself. And he came back and he's like, fuck. I'm like, what's wrong, buddy? He's like, it's just hard just to walk up the stairs. I'm like, really? He's like, I feel like I can't breathe. <laughs> and, and like I would die on the hill for Bob, if anybody tried to minimize your COVID experience, I would die on the hill for you because I had, I had it. If anybody tried to minimize that, I would be like, bullshit. I'm telling you, he yeah, was hurting. However he was, whatever he was saying is legit. So. Oh, yeah. He, he said he didn't eat. He didn't do anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't beat a good sickness. <laughs> drop those pounds right away. <laughs> right away. Finished I've been since sixth grade. Beat a good <laughs> and we see him heading in that direction. The 20. He's going for 40. And it's 90 seconds for yeah, 90 Second Sports. Uh, you'd think that we already got into it, but we didn't. Um, we didn't. So, we didn't even do the shot. Yeah, that's right. Let's, <laughs> I, you see, you, you threw me so off. I was I, I was out of my comfort zone. So, cheers. We'll uh, raise them in the air if you got them. Uh, we talked about it certainly for long enough. Salute. Not Salute. 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 Machu Picchu. 90 Second Sports with Mr. Todd Vincent. Oswald or Osborne? Osborne, baby. Osborne Dillon uh, is brought to you by our sponsor, and you know who that is. Mr. Todd, balls. <laughs> Mr. Todd <laughs> Dillon, your 90-second sports star- sir starts now. Sweet. Anybody who knows me and knows, me and knows my, my, my love of football knows that I, my, the one thing I hate about football is kickers. And this, this is the first time probably ever that you'll hear me say bravo to Justin Tucker or whatever his name is from Baltimore. He kicked a 66-yard record-breaking end-of-game field goal to beat the Detroit Lions and shatter the record that st- stood for, 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 I think it's been, the last one was 60 yards by Randy McManus, I think, in like five or six years ago, but that record stood for like 30 years. I think this record's going to stand for a long time. I'm, I am amazed that I'm talking about kickers in a positive light, but what an amazing clutch piece of work by the kicker from the Baltimore Ravens to kick a 66-yard game-winning field goal and not choke like a bitch, like every other kicker does. Now, I still believe firmly that all kickers should be banished from the game, including Justin Tucker, uh, because – Amen. They wreck it. Amen. <laughs> because one good kick, amazing. I think it is a great asterisk in the in, in the annals of football that someone kicked the ball 66 yards accurately uh, under pressure. Uh, amazing. But I must say there have been more games lost uh, because of kickers than any one game, than games won. Uh, and so I think football should get rid of pickers altogether because they have one job to do, and they're horrible at it. And, and here's the funny thing. And this that's 90 seconds sports. Damn it. And. 
sorry, but you're out of time, sir. And I won't we'll tack. Next one. I won't tack on the the penalty <laughs> minutes then uh, beforehand. Ninety second sports with Mister Todd Dillon. Fantastic, sir. Your favorite segment. Oh, dude, I love it. Um, so I'm thinking. <laughs> The sigh of relief that comes out of Nick at the end of that segment every time he just I was actually I was oh actually God. lost in my own thoughts for a second. And I looked I looked back and the, the timer was like one grain of sand I dropping. I was wondering too, I'm looking across the table, I'm like, I don't think there's anything left in there. <laughs> I'm like and he still Oh shit. Oh shit. I Nick's, like, say. Nick's like, oh we're on pot Schnozcast, how are you? Done. <laughs> Smooth your balls out with where I left my retainer in high school. <laughs> smooth, smooth my balls. If you could come up with a bit where Todd's doing the uh, ninety second sports mm-hmm. and you can do the thought bubble above Nick stuff trailing and, off and, over and, in his head. <laughs> do you like do you like this? Yeah. <laughs> Just a bubble in Nick's head. Ponies running. <laughs> wow, he's that bored. He's thinking about ponies running. <laughs> Why is Michael Bolton Speaking on the back ponies. of his shirtless? You, know, you still haven't named he the hates Michael Bolton. the Kentucky Derby. Can you believe that? What would you say, Todd? They still haven't named an official winner to the Kentucky Derby. No, oh. it's over. Todd, it's over. Your segment is over. I love sports, but I hate that bit. <laughs> I hate that bit? Oh, you hate the, the horse shit? Yeah, I am going back and forth with a fucking horse. <laughs> I feel like it's one paragraph, and he's been taking a, like a, a sentence out of it for the last seven <laughs> totally. months. Absolutely. The it's horses like are the, doping. It's, <laughs> it's, it's just the ongoing bit. It's like when you hurt your knee and you just... <sighs> yeah. Oh, I don't know a show that's ever done that. <sighs> that's, that's the bit, if you know it. Fa- oh, Family so Guy? Good, yeah. And oh. Little Pear Tree is coming in strong. <sighs> You know what's coming next time I do it. We're going to be talking about soup and a sandwich next time. Oh, God. <laughs> so, real quick, we'll rifle through some of the 100-question segments um, that Bob was uh, so graciously uh, let me use. So, the 100-question segment, um, first thing that comes to mind, going to give you a question and just rifle off an answer. Cool? I think Word. I got it. Good. You're addressing one of us? Nope, everyone. Okay. So well, look at me in the eye if you're going to address well, me. Yeah. We'll start with Corey. Um, Corey, have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Krabby. Have you ever stolen anything? Yes. Aside from women's hearts. I'm going to say yes, Todd. And, and mine. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. When eating a formal meal, Corey, with... Uh, multiple forks. Do you start from the outside or inside? Outside. Krabby. Doesn't matter. Nope. Todd. Outside, baby. Outside it is. Yep. Me too. Uh, Corey, L.A. or New York? L.A. New York all day. Todd. Damn it. New York. If I had to choose a coast, I'd have to choose the east. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now I've never been to either um, what? Yeah, I've traveled a lot, but surprisingly, that some of the places that you would think people would always go if you're from the States. I have not, but I would say New York, baby, New York. Um, LA's, LA's got badass stuff too, but... Yeah, New fuck York. LA. Um, Bad traffic. <laughs> Corey, Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Swedish Fish. Swedish Fish. Todd? 
Sour, baby. Sour Patch Kids for me as well. Corey, Super Mario Brothers or Zelda? Super Mario Brothers. Krabby? Super Mario Brothers. Todd? Luigi. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah, Super Mario for sure. Corey, I think we talked about this last time, but what is your thermostat set at? What's the lowest it goes? <laughs> it's your thermostat. I don't know. No, well, because if I turn it down, Danielle's just going to turn it back up. So I'm cold. Yeah, she's always. Duh. I, I, I would, I would, I would like to keep it at like a nice sixty-two. Okay, but what do you really keep it at? Right now, it's probably at seventy. Seventy. Yeah, maybe. Crabby. Do you have your heat on right now? No, God, no. Okay, this is you're talking about your AC. Yeah. Okay. Well, gotcha. or I mean, or just all year round. Gotcha. Uh, sixty. Sixty. 60 <laughs> in the winter absolutely well i guess it saves you room in the fridge for the butter and the eggs because you can just set them on the counter we run hot and crabby runs real hot i guess so 60 oh my god tony's house i remember it was like in the winter and i went over there and he wanted to hang out in the basement holly was out of town and he's like ah oh, go down to my basement bar and dude it was i didn't look but I went. To, I had to go back up to, and I'm not like a get cold kind of guy. Like I'd rather be cold than hot. Absolutely. And I had to go upstairs and get. I was in jeans. I had to go upstairs and get my coat. And he's like, "Ah, oh, what are you doing?" And he likes stuff super cold. But this was, dude. I went upstairs and it was 59 upstairs, and they didn't have the best circulation in the house, so I could only guess that it was about 49 in the basement. It was fucking cold. I didn't have to look at the thermostat because I could see my breath coming out. So. so we got super fucked up, and he ended up going to bed, and I passed out on the couch. Downstairs. And this might have been one of the times Holly was home. Yeah, she was home. And I went upstairs in my buzz drunkenness, and I'm like, I'm not too fucking proud. This is fucking freezing. I'm, I'm freezing my ass off. I have blankets. No, fuck this. You're not downstairs. So I turned it up to like 65. And so I ended up talking to him the next day. And he's like, I, I, I didn't get any sleep. I, I couldn't figure out how it got so hot in the house. I was like, <laughs> what do you mean it was hot? Well, apparently he explained that. So he doesn't know a lot. I mean, to the effect that, that Holly like put in the door handles, like the new door handles because he didn't doesn't know how to that's just not his thing like anything with tools and i believe he didn't open like certain dampers in his basement and so any heat that's going into the house basically or 80 percent of it is routed to his room so it is a blast furnace in his room and the house still thinks it's like 60 so it's just running and running and running and running. He's like, dude, it was like the mouth of the devil coming out next to my bed all night. He's like, and you know, you're half asleep, so you don't have like the willpower to get up and go check the thermostat. and You don't know what's going on. He's like, so I was just, I was sweating my ass off. He's like, I only sleep like all year round with a sheet. I don't have a blanket, nothing. And I was like, dude, yeah, it was, uh, we were hanging meat in your basement. You know, it was fucking freezing. Now, you only allowed me one answer. That's what you told me, is I could just say one answer. Yep. So that's what I gave you. Yeah, so 60. There's way more to that. To the You go deeper. Go Expand on it. We so want to know. I sleep at 60. So 65 during the day, and I sleep at 60. Well, they, they do say that 65 at least should be the temperature for sleep. I know. 
That's the reason I do it. Because it mm-hmm. promotes uh, your body's able to drop into an REM state quicker yep. with cooler temperatures. Absolutely. Yep. Um, what, Corey? <laughs> no, I was just thinking that the, the first time I ever slept like somewhere that it was so cold that it would have been unbearable if you didn't have like a decent sleeping bag was um, up in, uh, what's the? Kalkaska. No, the Army base. Uh, Grayling. Yes, we were at Grayling. And the, it was the middle of November. and I, Why I was, were you at Camp Grayling in the middle of November? Because that was the only time the Explorers could fund some sort of training up there. Oh, yeah. I went in the dead of summer when it was 90. Well, I don't know which would have been better. But either way, at night, it was balls cold. Thank God I said I had a decent sleeping balls blanket. Or sleeping blanket, but uh, sleeping bag. Yeah, what do your balls feel like, man? They're fucking that, that cold. Smooth my balls. Smooth and hot. <laughs> Run very hot. But that night... Curled up in the sleeping bag with the frigid cold on my face. Best sleep I've ever gotten in my and, entire life. And one of the other explorers? Well, yeah. <laughs> we, don't have to, we don't have to talk about exactly. him Exactly. We need to go into survival mode. <laughs> exactly. If you put my snus in my butt, I'll put it in yours. Cuddle me. <laughs> I only sucked it out. Okay. <laughs> Corey was naked and afraid. <laughs> I was one of the two. And let me tell you, buddy, I don't get afraid often. Okay, moving on. Uh... <laughs> How come I didn't get a chance? Yeah, what's yours, Todd? 68. 68, yeah, and mine is, I didn't go either, so if it makes you feel any better. Nick, uh, you're, you're really running this. That's, that's fine. Okay. That's okay. Um, mine is, uh, like right now, it's probably 70 with air on. But 70 with air on is different than 70 with heat on. It is. And that's completely 100%, different. 100%. I don't get it. Yeah. It is. And the other notation you have to make in there, yeah, you might sleep with it at whatever temperature, but what uh, counteracts that effect? Well, Wait. air conditioning dehumidifies and right. heat. No, no. I'm, I'm talking about there, there's something Nick uh, Oh yeah, that's true. has to use when he goes to sleep. That doesn't matter what temperature it's going to be. He still turns on a hairdryer and has it blowing directly on his face all night long. No, that's not true. It's not all night long. It's... I for the most part. I was I was telling the guys on one of the episodes that when I was in high school when I was like or it was actually middle school slash high school, um, I used to I, I'm not a morning person whatsoever, and back when I actually had hair like full head of hair, I would get out of the shower and I would go lay back in my bed and I would be like, okay, well, I'll just dry my hair while I lay down and I'll kill two birds with one stone. <laughs> And that never worked. Um, Shocker. So Hold on, hold on. Yeah. I want to show you something. Yeah. <clears throat> this is my shocked face. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> so the, the warm heat on my tired face at 6.15 in the morning instantly caused me to go into a coma, and most often than not, the blow dryer would fall out of my hands and go, boom, out of the ground. My dad would be like, what are you doing? And he'd be pounding on the door. So as a result, my brain like created some kind of placebo that like, oh, hair dryer means sleep. And I have, on occasion, when I get super drunk, I will fucking turn on a hair dryer. And I have to be very careful because I have to fucking, I, I have to unplug it because it'll fucking burn my sheets. Last, last weekend after the cast, that's what I woke up to was just this noise in the Oh no! I was, I was, I was what the vac- fuck were you in Nick's bed? I was vacuuming. <laughs> oh, okay, I was like, why are you where you in Nick's bed during this time? What else would we be doing, Krabby? Friends, don't you don't spoon with your friends? No. 
Crabby. This might be an age difference thing, but fuck why? Why do we have him over again tonight? Blow dry my hair, Nick. I can't. I keep falling asleep. Do you want to know something funny? Yes. It's the first time I've ever seen you without a hat. Oh, really? Yeah. It was funny because when you took yours off earlier, that's the first time I saw you without a hat. I always feel like you're delivering papers in the 30s. I couldn't figure it out. Extra, extra. Yeah. Extra, extra. Read all about it. We're killing somebody in the dark. Whatever. Yeah. Really. Honestly. <laughs> Snub nose under your shirt. All right, so we'll do a couple more of these. And Corey, what's what time? What's our time looking like? We uh, we're fifty one in, buddy. Fifty one. So we got about nine more minutes. Okay. Uh, so this is ridiculous, but Corey, squirrels or llamas? Uh, squirrels. Yeah. Okay. Llamas. Todd. Llama. I don't have to say llamas. I fucking hate squirrels. Yeah, I've, rodents. I've I've heard that llamas can be bastards, but I fucking hate squirrels. They're they're, well, I'm all spit in your face. I fucking Squirrels are fine, but I have one of the greatest llama stories ever. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> We're going to well, probably have to hear about that. I was going to say, well, we have nine minutes. At some point. Exactly. Are, are we going to come back to that after the break, I hope? I think so. All right. Um, we'll put a pin in that one, Craig. Yeah, because I, I don't want to put a time limit on your llama story. Uh, on a it's sca- going to suck now. You built it up too much. <laughs> <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, Corey, uh, how much do you enjoy garlic? Nine? Nine. Yeah. Eleven. Yeah. T D. Right, I'm gonna have to agree with Krabby. Eleven. I would I would say that I'm probably the same. Um hard pressed not to find a Greek that would give that an eleven. Right, Todd? <laughs> if <laughs> totally. Wow, this is this, Bill quest, my twin. this quest. Bob said we were twins from the beginning. He said he couldn't wait to get us on here, so <laughs> Brother from another mother. Corey. Uh, if. Jesus. If there was. Uh, dude, Drew and Mike used to do butt Mike all the time, so I'm not too upset. Um, Corey, if there was a hair in your soup at a restaurant, would you return it? No, take that shit out. Eat it. Not the hair, the soup. Take the soup out. Just, just to clarify. Cut up the hair with a fork and knife. Jimmy. It's going back. TD. Yeah, it's going on the floor. Yeah, and I hope you're leaving that restaurant right after. As a matter of fact, not not because it's going on the floor, or even if you send it back, because you know what you're getting back in that soup. If oh, it's going back. I never said I was getting it coming back to me. Okay, it's just going right. back. I I would go as far as to say that um, <clears throat> it probably wouldn't go back, uh, but I'd be done. That'd be it. It would not be eaten. And I'd probably well, I mean, ask for the bill yeah, because if, I honestly would, that would turn my stomach that, upside down. But well, you said we had to answer one way or another. So but that's my that's, answer. Yeah. I, I, it would, it would not be eaten. I mean, they, they can your answer. throw it away. Um, Corey, what's the most boring thing ever aside from our show? Some of your stories. Thanks, man. No problem. Crabby. Funko this. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. TD, except for today, Bob. <laughs> wow. wow! Wow! TD, way to bring it full circle. <laughs> wow, Bob. What do you say about that? Uh, I'd like to discuss it for the next twenty minutes. <laughs> Drag it on longer than it needs to be. Well, uh, to stay and keep with the times, I'll say uh, 90 Second Sports. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well played, well played. That sure came full circle. Uh, Corey, what size bed do you prefer versus what size bed you have? Oh man, I, I don't know. That's a really good question because I can fall asleep anywhere, so I don't need a huge fucking bed to fall asleep in. Right, I'm the same way. Uh, I, 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 the bed we have now is perfect to me. There's. Some, something could be too big. I, That's I not think. a correct answer. Okay. Yeah, what the well, fuck see, is- now I try to explain myself. And- but you didn't answer the question. You said the bed I have now, no one lives with you. So we don't know what the bed you have now means. So you. So a que- like a queen size. Okay. Yeah. So a queen size bed is fine. Yeah. But also uh, brick pavers are fine, apparently. Yeah. Or a small mat that's the <laughs> smaller than a twin. Dude, if I'm exhausted, I'm falling asleep on brick pavers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I could write on this fucking floor. Absolutely. The problem As, is now at this age, it's when I get up. Yeah. <laughs> this my, the issue my, is. My, my, I'm actually, <laughs> as disgusting as it sounds, like the uh, um, the tile floor over here, the gross 1970s uh, asbestos tile that's I love in, the, it. in the basement, I, I'm actually, I just thought about it. I'm actually kind of jealous because I'm like, you know how cold that would be? That would be amazing to lay on that. It would probably oh, be yeah. freezing cold. be a great drunk floor. Yeah. Todd, how about you, buddy? Uh, I'm trying to look up right now if California King is bigger than... Yeah, California King. That's the biggest. I have a king-size bed. California King is the biggest. I like giant beds, and I, unlike all of you, I can't fall asleep in, unless I'm like in a laying down on a bed, and it's tough for me, even even though I've done some fut- futon duty at your place, Nick. Yeah. Uh, not good sleep. I need, a big, I need a big space spread out. I'll make sure to keep more of your favorites on hand when you come over next time. <laughs> there we go. This is Todd's king-size king bed. What is this? He, oh, um, this is care of Todd Dillon. He had it uh, uh, overnighted yeah. to your house. That, that pur- purple shipment's on the way. When it comes, just put it in the basement. <laughs> he uses it once a year. <laughs> yeah, I'd be fine Two times, that. baby. I flew in twice, man. You know how excited Corey well, would be? Well, yeah, twice, twice this ask, year. Ask Nick's neighbors. Yep. <laughs> they'd be like okay we didn't know nick had black friends all right <laughs> there's the helicopter that kept waking him up <laughs> yeah Corey, how do you feel about cranberries well first and foremost you never ask crabby about the bed oh i'm sorry crabby uh king i'm sleeping a queen okay and kings and queens from queens come kings i was gonna say that so good thing you did <laughs> Uh, Corey, how do you feel about cranberries? Disgusting. Yeah? Yeah. Crabby? Love them. Love cranberries. Absolutely. Okay. TD? Cranberries, good. Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I mean, I think they're okay. Like, if I never had a cranberry for the rest of my life, I, w- it, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. Too tart. Uh, <laughs> the health benefits alone are worth it. Cranberries are, are one of the... Uh, Pomegranate, like, I could do that. Like... Cranberry juice is one of the few things that you get Ooh. thirstier as you drink it. Yeah. And it's yeah. a diuretic, so it makes you piss Cranberry all the fucking juice time. Definitely cannot do. But I can do uh like once in a fucking like ten year blue moon, I can do cranberry vodka and a lime. Like that's kind of refreshing every now and then. But I can't remember the last time I fucking had it. So I gotta do cranberry once a month. And who doesn't like cranberry on good cornbread stuffing, damn it? Gotta oh. stay, stave off those UTIs, right, Krabby? Uh, kidney stones. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, makes sense. Yep, yep, yep. Kidney stones. Corey, what's our time looking like, buddy? Uh, got a couple minutes. Okay. Throw a couple more out there. Okay. So, uh, 
God, I don't even know why I'm asking Corey this. Would you eat a day old taquito from Seven <laughs> Eleven? Mm. Is it would you or have you? It's <laughs> a great point. Well, they should both be the same answer. <laughs> is, it, is it still is it still on the roller grill? No, you purchased it and took it home. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah, because the ones on the roller grill are guaranteed at least a day old. So the, I mean, yeah, there's there's no way those are fresh. End of the night. Whoop! God, these aren't fresh anymore. Yeah, no, Toss them. Once, once dude, if I if I leave the gas station with it, and for some reason I happen not to eat it, no, it's going in the garbage. But if they were like, "Hey, hun, sorry, uh, we we actually ran out last night. These these were put on at 12 a.m. yesterday." Um, it's on but, the roller grill, but they've been but hot. I, fuck it, yeah. That would be okay. That's fine. Yeah. So yes, Krabby. Yes. TD. Gotta do it. Um, I don't fucking eat taquitos from 7-Eleven, but I wouldn't be opposed to a day-old one because there's so many fucking preservatives in that shit, it's not going to affect it. If it was sitting out at room temperature, I would say no. Um, But, yeah, if it was kept at temperature, no problem. Very specific. (laughs) So so scientific. I feel like we were in in a... uh, (laughs) See, (laughs) we were... Dude, when you a higher education discussion about it, so Nick gets so serious. Dude, about when you something. when you take serve safe managerial courses, like you know about temperature and bacteria growth and everything. So I'm like, as long as it's kept at temperature, yeah, it's fine. Hundred percent. But what we've what me, you, and Todd have failed to realize this entire time mm-hmm. is when we started this this segment out. Nick said he's like, yeah, it's re- it's got to be first thing that comes to mind, right off the rip answer, yes or no, you know, yay or nay, and that's it, and move on. Notice how every time he's gone last and he's been like, well, I'd do this or that and elaborates on it. And none of us have picked up on it. We should just elaborate on our answers. You can if you clearly want. clearly it's okay. Listen, when you're the star of the show, that's how yeah. shit works. <laughs> yeah, right. Right? It's going to you know be a I'm short-lived, saying? very dim star. Come on, Nick. I know talent. Corey, uh, and I asked everybody, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I did. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just We're at that sure. point of the show now. Just making sure. Buzz is kicking in. Corey, uh, rough estimate, how many redheads are you friends with? Six? Seven? Six. Jesus. It's like a pocket full of pennies. Krabby? Oh, redheads, what can I say? Ballpark figure five. Yeah. TD? I think I got six or, six or seven gingers in my life. Yeah, I'm probably going to say the same. Um. Okay, Corey, what's the maximum number of spritzes of cologne you would use if you were using it before it becomes too much? Two. <laughs> Two, and that's it. Two, and that's it. <laughs> Krabby is actually acting out the motions of he, spritzing eight. cologne right now. Eight. Eight? Is this, wait, is this, when I, eight. is this when I get out of the bath of cologne that I'm putting more on? Or? Oh, my God. Eight. You Greeks love your... Your cologne, I you know must, that. No, you, you must use cheap cologne. Fuck no. Oh. <laughs> oh. Spritzes? Those are, those right are. now in the rotation is Issy Miyake and uh, Pasha Carrier. Oh, I thought it was like Stetson or something. Yeah. <laughs> right next to my Jakar. Like, right next to my Jakar. Jakar Noir. <laughs> Original polo. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. No, no bullshit. I bought my dad original bottle of polo. For Father's Day, my senior year of high school, uh-huh. it's still in my cabinet. Oh, my dad growing up. You're talking about 30 years. My dad growing up only used original green bottle polo, and it was such a strong scent. 
And like it just to me, it was like, oh, old men smell like this. So uh, my dad did not only use green polo; he actually used uh, brute. Oh, brute! <laughs> and I got him. Day. And I got him the polo. That's so the can, brute's the bottom bottom shelf. Faberge, dude, you're talking about thirty years ago where it broke as a joke. No, I, 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 I'm not saying it's a bad thing. No, no, not not in a bad way. By any means. I didn't mean it in a bad way. Yeah, okay, say, it right. again. <laughs> say it no. again. Brute. But Todd, how many spritzes before it's too much? He's two, two. It's like two, two. I would say th- I would say three. I do three, like probably like two on the chest, one on the wrist. See, I, uh, I just do yeah, like each side of the chest, and that's it. Both sides of the neck, under each arm, belt, the bottom of my belt, feet, belt buckle, each wrist. Behind each knee. God damn, behind each knee. People freaking checking out the midsection on a regular. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to make sure you get yeah. that issue, Miyaki. Keep, keep my midriff open. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I don't want you to be discouraged as you're getting on your knees, baby. <laughs> Got to smell that uh, brute. Still, still smells exactly. good down there. Exactly. <laughs> and we'll we'll end it off with... Uh, can, can I ask one? Yeah. Before we end it off. Yep, go ahead. I, cheapest cologne you ever wore. Nick, go cheapest cologne i've ever worn um i don't even i don't know the price on it but the the cheapest that i feel like smelling was probably jupe jupe okay way jupe. back in the day <laughs> would would you consider axe like a, a no. che- like, so like an actual cologne mm-hmm. yeah oh cologne shit. or aftershave probably Corey's duke cannon solid cologne that's pretty that's cheap. actually that's really good shit that's pretty cheap you have the exact. You have seven tins of it upstairs. I, it's still cheap, tins. dude. I have a bottle of cologne upstairs that's like a hundred dollars for like three ounces. That's like fifteen dollars for a brick. It's twenty four for a brick, but it's also it's it smells amazing. Yeah, Cheapest last, cologne, Corey. Fuck oh man, that's a good question. I uh, Adidas. Kenneth, Kenneth Cole Black. Todd. Ooh, Adidas. Ooh, Adidas. Oh fuck! I forget. Yeah, I did have Adidas. That's a. How how cheap was that though? It was pretty cheap. Adidas was super cheap. Maybe, they they maybe, sold it at like Coles. I'll say shits. maybe like fifteen bucks for the bottle. Okay. Todd. Well, because my answer is going to be Michael Kors. Because for whatever reason, Mary likes it, but I, that's like cheap cologne to me. I don't know how much it costs, but it's horrible. Gotcha. Yeah. So mine would be your car. Yeah, your car and the Adidas was stepping up. Dude, I completely Drakar, forgot about Drakar's the Adidas. in the running. I had, I had Drakar. I think everybody had Drakar. Yeah. Yeah, or like Curve. Never did the I Curve. Did oh, I did Curve way back in the day. That's the quote of the night so far, Corey. I never did the Curve. I never did the Curve. I just have one. I just put Grizzly in my With butt. that being said, uh, we're going to go ahead and take a 15-minute break. Make sure uh, you come back and see us. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to close out anything. And if you're listening to us in the future, then... Uh, you won't have to worry about this. We'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Schnozcast for the second half, the back half of episode 143. 
I'm here with uh, my buddies, Mr. Corey Seleski, Mr. Todd Dillon, and Mr. Jimmy Krabby Pappas as our special guest tonight. Gentlemen, again, thank you for joining us. And if you're still sticking with us uh, live, we appreciate that. You've gotten this far coming back to us um, in the future. We appreciate that as well. So uh, we're taking a look now. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of Gentleman's Agreement. And I don't believe we have any music for that yet, hey, Nick. Todd. Nick, I know. Hey, Nick, before we get into that, though, yeah. can, I, can I interject something? Sure, of course. So I, I didn't share this story earlier, but this is the perfect time to bring it up. Actually, at the break, I needed to run downstairs and, uh, and uh, make an adjustment. So today I had the pleasure of uh, smoking uh, a pork belly that I've been uh, uh, brining and curing for the last 10 days. A pork belly or uh, pork butt? Pork belly. Oh, belly. Okay. So I made my own, ba- I'm making my own bacon. Uh, so I, cu- I cured it and uh, actually, uh, and then I let it cure. So today was day 10. I pulled it out and I smoked it at about 200 degrees uh, with some hickory and a little bit of uh, uh, bourbon barrel uh, oak. Uh, that I that I've that I've acquired, and uh, so I was able to uh, let that smoke until I got the internal temperature, and I put that away. But what the when I got it ready to prep for to cook tomorrow, I cut off the it was a skin on pork belly, and so I uh, had that I cut that skin off before I stored it for mm-hmm. tomorrow, and I threw that skin on my uh, egg uh, to make a little bit of crackling. Ooh, uh, mm. and I must say it was very very difficult for me to come back. Uh, (laughs) I'm not sure I can come back. I have my eyes closed because I'm like fantasizing right now because it's just so much love of my love language that you're speaking right now, Todd. And and speaking of which, not to further put off gentlemen's agreement, but no, we got time. Todd, I texted you the other night asking for an update on the pork belly, and I I never got anything. I didn't see it. Then I apologize. I'll give you an update. So there is, and for everyone's. That I actually had two videos. There's a video where I uh, learned how to make my own bacon with pork belly, and uh, that is what I'm completing. I'll be completing the, the end of that tomorrow when I actually fry up that bacon, but it looks and smells out of control, and the crackling is amazing. Uh, but there was another video where uh, the men with the pot, I believe it's the men with the pots, will give them their due. You can find them on Instagram. Uh, they do. Vi- this guy does videos. Obviously, he was a chef, and he's got cool-ass knives and pots. Uh, but he did a recipe where he, he uh, basically cut up some onions and garlic, did them on a pot over an open fire in the woods, uh, and then put a seasoned pork belly on top of that, and then made some uh, what looked like cornbread without any corn meal or corn ingredients at all, uh, with a nice sauce and everything. So he had crispy pork belly that was cooked on an open fire in, in cast iron pots. Uh, that's the, the the Reader's Digest version of the video. Men, men with the men with the pot, uh, you can look it up. But so, I've tried to mimic that using the egg, and I screwed up. I'm gonna, I gave, uh, I'm giving myself, I'm giving my, well, hear me, so hear me out. I'm giving myself a solid D, uh, mainly because I was, I was so ner- I'm not a baker at all, but I successfully made uh, one of the most amazing bread products ever on my egg, uh, leveraging what he did because he didn't give any. He didn't share any uh, measurements at all. So I had, I'm not a baker, so I had to guess like how much flour, how much baking powder, mm-hmm. how much salt, and all that other stuff. So it was all guesses and, and all the other stuff in there brown sugar, honey. Uh, it was all guesses. 
in the thing that I got lulled into when he shot the video, the way that they produced it, the bread came out right when the pork belly was done. Uh, and I didn't, I didn't do that, even though I leveraged the same, a single egg to do it. And I essentially overcooked the pork belly. And so I give myself a salad D that said it tasted absolutely amazing, but I'm going to do it again and just get the pork belly off early because it was super crispy, but I overdid it a little bit. Uh, tasted fabulous. Uh, the garlic and red onion and, with oil and a, and a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, do it again. Uh, it, tur- it, it turned out I ate it all. I ate every bit of the, uh, the, the pork belly. Uh, to, to answer your question, Corey, and Mary loved the bread. She was like, I thought it was cornbread. And, this, and the sauce, oh, my God, is it amazing. So, so. yeah, Corey, you got a question? Oh, well, so, okay, so I'm, I'm glad it came out, came out great. But what I was going to say, too, Krabby hasn't seen the video yet. So when we're done with the cast, I do it. Remind me to show you that video. Okay, absolutely. Oh, dude, because I feel like this portion of the show should be called the climax portion. If, it, if, the, if, <laughs> if, if he was the actually corner, he the, was he was cl- he was clutching his chest like Fred Sanford the whole oh. time you were talking. So I actually was first was envisioning, and then I moved into the terror part. Where I was just tearing up. <laughs> I was like, if the video, so emotional about it. If the video wasn't so long, I I we could put it up here right now and play it, but. I don't. It's a it's a long it's a long video. And, but and worth, I'll see it. I'll see it after. Todd, are you seeing the egg? Are you talking about the green egg? Is that what yeah, you're I cooking? used so he did his. No, he used cast iron skillets over an open flame. I mimicked it using my big green egg. The green egg is the greatest thing ever. That's why I have three. I'm telling you, brother. I am telling you, this Greek brother here who has cooked lamb every which way possible. Mm-hmm. The greatest lamb I ever had came off that green egg. And it was at a demonstration at a place that was by my house, you know. Really, and they were doing it on a Saturday, and I was just unexpected. I, I've yet to have amazing. anything off of a, of a big green egg, but I mean, the science behind it that I understand makes perfect sense. Yeah, you know, I mean, it costs a lot, but it's worth it. I mean, if it's gonna, if you're gonna have it for that forever. long, right? And you're gonna yeah, have they're it. They're warranted forever. They totally. work great. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can and and they're versatile, right? You can buy a, a high end smoker. Mm-hmm. And smoke all manner of good things, and maybe smoke better than the egg. Like if, again, an offset long barrel smoker—that's badass. But guess what? You're not going to get it up to 700 degrees to do a steak. And an egg, an egg does everything really, really, really good. Right, right, right. And I have because I have a long barrel smoker or smoker. That's what I use, um, and I love it. I mean, it's great. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to shit on it. It's fantastic. But the egg, um, just it's amazing. Just how it keeps the the uh, Sucks or, or uh, seals all the flavor in. Seals all the flavor because oh, you you're not you're not in and out. It's it's very yeah. accurate. Temp- it, he keeps the temperature perfect. Like so I said, I, the the I think the the biggest thing I remember the first person yeah. who tipped me to the big, big green egg. Uh, shout out to my buddy Freddie Croson. Uh, but he told me he goes once you have chicken off a big green egg, you'll not, chicken elsewhere will uh, will cease to be. Dude, par. are you serious? I've never had that. And the bird is my favorite thing. <laughs> the bird? The bird is, it, it is. I'm yeah. kind of a weird a barbecue yard smoker person. The bird is my favorite, chicken and, and turkey. Well, that whole, that whole thing when you're talk, talking about with the, the it keep forcing the juices in because you're not in and out of the grill. Yeah. Uh, I just did, I did some split chicken breasts and some uh, Caribbean jerk wings as well since I had had it fired up tonight. Pull those off just before the cast. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, awesome tool. The video was awesome. I actually ended up buying a knife, and Corey had a dis- Corey and I had a dispute over whether my <laughs> yes, knife we did. <laughs> was the same. I, but I ended up buying the, the video. Is so cool, Krabby. 
I ended up I within wa- watching the video. I watched it three times, and I'm like, I must have that knife. I've now. I've sent I've sent it to at least <laughs> 26 people. Todd, it's very yeah. specific. Todd, have you ever been formally taught how to break down a chicken? Uh no. Do you know what the oyster on a chicken is? I would it's, assume it's a, g- a gizzard of the liver. No, no, right? no, 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 no. It's the hardest thing to find on a chicken, Todd. No, it's not. It's just it's a way to cut it. Um, and I'll I'll at one point in time I'll show you. It's it's okay if if you properly, uh, yeah, I'll show you as well. If you properly, uh, what about me? Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it's like I want to know. Discriminating like, against like, Greek lives matter too. Debone if you <laughs> like a whole chicken. Debone a whole chicken. There's yeah. a part on the deltoid on the back. That is the most tender part of the chicken, and it's it's about the size of an oyster, and most people ah, just well, I know I know what you're talking those little those little divots there yeah and there's a way yeah. there's a way to cut it and fillet it that you um when you cut it off when you cut the leg off you include the oyster and in a lot of French dishes like it's not done correctly unless you include that piece when when you uh, when you cut off that leg so most yeah. people just just hit it with with a sharp knife and put a lot of pressure on it and then you're losing like the best part of the chicken so i found it pretty interesting i never knew anything about absolutely because it. it's it's funny when i'm actually deep when i when i ever debone my turkeys or my chickens when i get to because i spatchcock a lot but when i get to the debone phase uh i search that i search those oysters out because those are badass pieces of meat spatchcock by the, is awesome by the way, by the way. yep crabby you gotta make the trip out with the rest of the crew because if you've had the i make the best lamb chops in the history of the universe, I'm right. like, oh man, <laughs> that would be tough, man. So I feel you. I'm sure it's good, but you're nope. t- again, you're talking to a Greek t- brother, I, man. You know how I grade? I gave myself, my, I freaking think my. You know my that's true. You are a tough good. grader. I gave yeah. myself a D. Yeah, I make, I make uh, lamb chops that would win awards. All right, dude. That that that'd be awesome. Yeah, that that would be awesome. Not not to cut you guys short on this, uh, yeah. but my sister's here and she's waiting to do a shot with us real quick before she takes off. All so, right. an off-camera Ta- guest and uh, recently, which sister? Callie. Recently, Callie, also, what's up? Recent, Todd, Todd says hello. Recent, she can't hear you. She doesn't have ha- headphones on. Recently, also engaged. Um, yes. So congratulations, Congrats, that's congratulations, awesome. yeah. Nastrovia, and salute, salute. Good health and prosperity to Callie and her Salante. future husband, Dylan. Cheers. you guys continue on for one second i think we'll make it so yeah td that dude yeah uh the spatchcock or spatchcock chicken um great way i've seen it a million times never actually heard it because i didn't go to culinary school but obviously my uncle is being his sous chef like you know he's trying to impose his sage wisdom as much as he can and um Bob had brought it up. I asked asked about it, and when when I saw exactly what it was, I'm like, oh yeah, it's a it's a chicken ran over with a car, basically. You know, yeah. you, you cut it in a way to where it's flattened. You do it in a Dutch oven, or oh, you know. dude, well, Dutch there's actually another reason for it. I, I'll give you I, I'll give you another reason why you spatchcock. So I had a, one of my uh, old coworkers, one of my dear friends, lives out here in Seattle with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he actually took the this COVID uh, experience and. Really, is he's he's always had chickens for eggs and some and producing meat for he and his wife. But the, he took it on to actually kind of expand his business and make make uh, and grow poultry of his own. And he actually brought over these like almost eleven pound chickens uh, that he's like they're fabulous. Will you cook one for us? And I'm like, 
Yeah, and it was su- such a big bird. Uh, even on the egg, it would have taken me forever to do it if I hadn't spatchcocked it. So I was able to I spatchcocked it, laid it flat, and I was still able to cook it to super juicy, not too fast, uh, because you, again, you can actually get more heat and mm-hmm. circulate it on the surface area of the chicken by doing it that way. So and evenly as well. So spatchcocking, uh, I, I, if it's a big bird, I do it. If, if I have tons of time, I, and just for giggles, I like to do beer can chickens every now and again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I spatchcock quite a bit, I, and I've spatchcock turkeys as well. Just so, just Corey's so you know, Todd. so excited that we're saying this so many times. <laughs> no, I, I am in, in, in post. I'm going to have to get a counter going on how many times you just said spatchcock. Spatchcock. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say there's not, there's not many, uh, there's not many situations that you can use that word. And so when you can, you, you can, overdo it. For, for, I'm going to go even further and say there's not too many situations culinary wise that you can say cock and oyster. In <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Hank, but, but I will say this just, just real quick to explain to everybody. Um, it's it's basically the way of filleting a chicken um, to where it's flattened out like you would tan a hide, um, and that's that's kind of the way to look at it. <laughs> not not smacking Smack your children. Hide. <laughs> but anyhow, Corey, I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? Oh, so you work with your your uncle Mike, right? And I'm gonna leave it to you to definitely say that Krabby statement is incorrect uh, as to how many times in the culinary world. You hear cock, because I'm assuming with working with your uncle Mike, cock is said in the kitchen a lot throughout the day. Uh, for me, different reasons. Like, yeah. uh, hold up there. Yeah, that wasn't my statement. What was your statement, sir? I've never heard cock and oyster said so many times in a culinary. That is space. what he said. <laughs> but eh, it's uncomfortable. But we we definitely don't say uh, we we the don't oyster comes from the cock. You no, never say that. No, right? and we don't gender the uh, we don't does, we don't gender the chickens. Oh, this is a fantastic looking cock. <laughs> this is a great looking hen. No, we just say it's you chicken. Let, let them pick their own pronouns. <laughs> yeah, there's no genitals when you get a when you get a chicken. So, Todd, let me ask you: Do you brine your bird? I do. Yeah. What do you? I, do? What I, do? I, so. So I, and I, I and I will say I have to caveat it. I do probably seventy five percent of the time tonight. I actually since I since I was my main intent was to smoke that bacon. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was like a casual. I'm like, ooh, smoked wings and smoked chicken breasts. So uh, I didn't I didn't brine those. They were an afterthought. But normally, if I was planning chicken for dinner this weekend, hell yeah, a two day brine. Uh-huh. Yeah, best best way to do chicken or or duck or goose, um, and Gordon and. You know, my like I've told you guys many times, my uncle went to school with Gordon. They have a lot of the same training, um, but always fat side. But your down. uncle's cooler, right? Uh, yeah. Good. Uh, I haven't met Gordon, so I don't know. But I, I do. <laughs> well, I do. What I see on television always, is an What you say? Always fat side up. I hope your uncle's fat, No, 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 no. Fat side down. Um, always fat side down because um, you want to render that fat, render it down as much as possible because it's, it's, it's a layer that you have in between that and hopefully you're using cast iron, um, some sort of Dutch oven, something like that uh, to make it. But you want to get it super, super crispy and then transfer it to an oven or, you know, some sort of grill oven like an egg and finish finish it off. And then you got that delightfully crispy skin. You can score it, you know. And they do say with duck – it, it should never be less than like half an inch thick, you know, because you're doing it an injustice if you slice it after that. An but injustice. You're doing the duck an injustice 
if you're you're searing the skin in a way it's just such a wonderful meat that you want to cut it like you would cut almost like a tenderloin like a steak you know totally duck is awesome yeah it's fantastic if, if it's I, I done do mean mm-hmm. i do a mean duck for the holidays and in fact the funny bit is my two appetizers for uh, the holidays are pork belly and duck and as <laughs> you know and then there's a point when i always think that can i, I come out there for christmas time please? you're always welcome oh my god uh, there's a point when i when i in my mind i'm like i'm cooking the pork belly too long but i normally other than this last time I get it right, but norm when I when I first think that I've cooked it a little bit too long, mm-hmm. I actually set that pork belly on top of the duck that's also on my egg and let that fat render over on it, and that actually gives me a double crisp. So that that freaking skin on that duck uh, is so perfectly crispy, and it's got that again an extra little kick of salt because I, I love to use seven spice on my duck, uh-huh. uh, but that bacon salt on it, good stuff. So Mike Mike has shown me a couple of times how to do duck confit and oh man i had never had it before oh my gosh easy okay it's and it's fantastic so i'll, I'll let you i'll let you know crabby's um, hitting the table now to, to give you to, to give you an idea of um like what's the difference between um um like a brisket and a corned beef and you're like, well, they clearly taste different, and corned beef. Well, there's just, it's just a season. It's the pre. It's all the pre work. It's all it yeah, all the prep and corned beef yep. looks different. You know, it's it's got that pinkish hue it's to cured. it. Cured. Yep, yep, yep. So the way they do that, it's all with, the coriander. Well, no, that I mean the little the ti- you're like okay, this tiny little spice pack isn't making this five pound corned no, beef. It's, cu- it's cured for freaking probably. I don't know how like many this. days, but. So they they definitely they use a pink curing salt. Prague That's, spice. Yep. This pink curing salt is specifically for things like that. So they use it in confit and they use it in corned beef and that's what gives corned beef that pinkish hue mm-hmm. and that's what gives confit the same color. And it's fucking delicious, dude. I mean, you so, could you can absolutely but, overdo it. But, By the way, you, it's the same thing I use for so to cure my bacon. My I took the pork belly. If you look at the recipe, so mm-hmm. it's mostly mostly regular kosher salt. I got some of the Prague spice, so the 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 nit, uh, nit, nitrite, yeah, uh, sodium nitrite, and then uh, and sh- a little bit of sugar, and that is your curing agent. And that so yeah, you have that in. So my bacon, it's smoked and it's still beautifully pink. So I expect it to look very close to what I would see in a store as far as color uh, when I slice it tomorrow. So you haven't had the bacon yet, right? I will have it fried tomorrow, but I have had the I had I had a couple of pieces of the crackling that I cre- it created, so it worked. <laughs> Release the crackling. I love it. So there's there's a place I actually have in my freezer right now and we'll we'll move on after this, but uh, I have in my freezer right now that Corey and Bob and I stopped on the way up to the North Country to my cabin uh, like 4 hours, 3 and a half hours away. And it's a farm market, just a very, very small little butcher farm market um, called All Words. And they have had, my whole life, the best the best bacon we've ever known. We've always called it up north bacon. And to the effect that my dad's been buying it. First of all, it's super thick cut, locally sourced uh, farm pigs, you know, in the area. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, really big, big, thick cuts of bacon. And they smoke everything in house, and this bacon is just so fantastic. So my dad buys it, shrink wraps it, and we have it for Christmas morning, um, along with like fried eggs, poached eggs, things like that. 
And this past year, I came up with a um, Morel's uh, Morel scrambled eggs to add to that. So nice little breakfast that we do on Christmas. But nice. Aside from that, they do a bacon burger where they hand grind grass fed beef that they have locally sourced in Michigan with their smoked bacon. Um, so it's a 50 50 and it is just fantastic. It is. But I've, I've, I've never left my family for a holiday. But yeah. If they were serving it on Christmas. <laughs> I was, I was going to say, I was, I was actually shocked. And, and Todd, I can tell you this personally that Krabby would even mutter those words because I remember there was a March Madness trip. Oh, yeah. That you did not attend because it was over Easter. Yep. I've had March Madness trips where I have not attended because it was over Easter. It just didn't work out. And I've had other ones where I came in for the first part of it and got my ass out of there. So I was home for Easter Sunday. Yeah. So for for Krabby to say that he'd Mm. prefer to come out and spend Christmas at the (laughs) Dillon household. Uh, that's a huge compliment without him even trying any of the food. I don't know if I said preferred or well, that I was drawn. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Fair <laughs> enough. Sorry. <laughs> hey, the proof is in the pudding. My, the, the, I'm going to put it out there. The The invitation is always there. And actually, like I said, I really uh, – Thanksgiving is where I actually I show off a bit, mainly because uh, up until COVID, I've always had the – lucky responsibility and opportunity to meet and work with people who've never experienced Thanksgiving. And so I let my hair down, uh, uh, figuratively, uh, during Thanksgiving, uh, (laughs) so that, uh, people who've never experienced I've had, it's been awesome. I've had people every year, probably for the last 10, 12 years who've never celebrated an American Thanksgiving. And so I do duck, pork belly, Turkey. I do two, two types of Turkey. Some, some years I've done three turkeys. Uh, wow. People have never had a barbecued turkey on the egg. I actually now I do one egg turkey, one deep fried turkey, and I if and if I get around to it, well, I'll, I'll, if I get around to it, I'll do a goose. But I always do at least one one duck and a pork belly. So and that isn't even talking about the stuffing or the sides and and my uh, my uh, pork shank uh, greens are pretty to die for. Oh well. my god! <laughs> sounds well, I mean, sounds fantastic. That sounds that sounds fantastic. I used I used to do uh, smoked chickens on my smoker, and right. I made the mistake of bringing one into work one time uh, when I worked in Detroit, and they were like, "Hey, how much are you gonna do one of those for me? How, how much how much you gonna charge?" So I was charging, I think thirty bucks, because of the time frame. You know, it took like twelve hours or whatever, and you know, getting up in the middle of the night and checking on it and shit like that. So I was doing thirty bucks for you know a seven dollar chicken. Dude, that Dude, was not a mistake. Uh, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was not a mistake. That was using your talent to create joy in the world. And man. people were exactly. like, yes, yeah. yes. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's that's being a steward of your talent. By the way, uh, uh, Krabby gave me a Southern Tier Brewing Company, Pumpkin Nitro, new apparently this year, an Imperial Pumpkin Ale, and it's fantastic. It's very, very light on the pumpkin side. Um, it has a creamy froth because of the widget, the nitro widget on the inside, and it's got like a an undertone of nutmeg. It's it's pretty fantastic. That's what's nice about it is it's not sweet. You know and, what I mean? It's not so, like. And the cool thing is it's uh, 
Uh, Miller Lite is about 4.5% alcohol, and this is uh, 8.6. Yeah. <laughs> so. I forgot to warn you about yeah, that. It's, it's, thanks. It's not the F, it's not F around. With, with that with that intro, I, I have to say I hate and have always hated all things pumpkin. Uh-huh. Always. Don't like pumpkin anything. But, and, and it's funny you say that. This year, New Belgium Brewing made a, a, a beer called Atomic Pumpkin, and Mary found it in Michigan. So uh, this in my mind, because I have, I will try the one that you just had. Because now I'm like, hey, I can't say I hate all things pumpkin because this beer by New Belgium, the Atomic Pumpkin, it has the best spice notes while you're drinking it. And what I love is it's got a cayenne pepper kick uh, at the at the finish. It's yeah. not obnoxious, but it's like, damn, I got a little bit. Of, I, as a guy who loves spice, this is a badass beer, uh, and they're only going to have it for a couple weeks a year. So if you so I want to plug mine as well. Yeah. Uh, again, I normally hate pumpkin things. I do sweet potato things. Dude, I don't. I won't eat like pumpkin hors d'oeuvres. I won't eat pumpkin pie. I'm not going to eat pumpkin fucking ice cream. But <laughs> you know, like a pumpkin spice uh, black coffee, definitely do that if it's a good coffee and a, a a really good pumpkin beer, not some bullshit like artificial flavor, mm-hmm. like. The ones that say, like, we use real pumpkin puree in the fermentation. Like, yeah, I'll do that. Uh, but it's sparingly. It's it's something I want to have one of. Uh, I'm not going to drink it all night because I would fucking vomit. But, uh, but yeah, it's kind of something I've gotten into in the last couple of years as well. I'm sorry, Corey. No, I, I, I was waiting for you guys. Todd, so Todd sent me the video. And, Todd, I'm, we're going to put this up on the screen here. So go ahead and... Uh, Tee up what uh, what you sent over and explain what we're about to see. Oh, so I so I sent I did thirty seconds. I've been I've been working to actually video some of the stuff I do on as far as cooking. My sister's been encouraging me to share more of my experiences, which is actually funny. When I tried to mimic the video from the men with pots, I realized I am a shitty. I got a cool ass knife, but I'm a shitty onion slicer, and cutting the garlic is harder than I thought. So the setup is: here's my pork belly on my green egg. All right, and uh, here we go. Dude, that's, I mean, I know what you were trying to recreate because I've, I've seen the video, but that still looks damn good. It's, it's like a religious experience. <laughs> <laughs> but, not Muslim bacon, gonna, sh- but not Muslim bacon, or Jewish. But not Muslim or Jewish. That bacon is going to be awesome. <laughs> that was smoking like crazy. Like I said, the, I'm super excited because I found I stumbled upon those oak, the bourbon barrel, uh, so the real uh, Kentucky bourbon uh, barrels that have been uh, that, that, that they were using to age uh, bourbon or as oak, and so I did that with the hickory. So it's got a, and the bacon like my kitchen when I let it come to room temp, my kitchen I'm like oh my god it smells like heaven in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude that that looks absolutely fantastic. Yeah, totally, totally. Hey, let me ask you, getting back to the bird, and you said you brine, have you ever done it where you just let it uh, soak in apple cider vinegar and then hit it with a real good dry rub? I haven't done just an apple cider vinegar. I I I'm I will give it a go cuz I've done I've done things half and half. I've actually and I've done I've done a cherry coke overnight brine. Oh, uh, with chicken. I bet, yeah, I could see and, that. And ribs. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. Yeah, the apple cider vinegar is nice because of the vinegar. It really tenderizes it, you know? Yeah. And yeah. <clears throat> gives it a good... Well, it's like un- pickle juice. Mm-hmm. 
and it gives it a good underlying flavor and then hit it. I like my favorite is to do it with the apple cider vinegar and then hit it hard with a dry rub. I mean, just to really yeah. just cake the dry rub on. You know what I mean? Well, that's that's all. I, I don't add sauce to any of my chicken uh, anymore. And I no. occasionally do the ribs because I want you to taste the meat and I want you to taste the, the spices that I've labored on. It's funny. If I use, and I, I won't, uh, Malcolm Reed is one of the products I've suggested for people before. When I use his spices, they're fabulous, but I'm not afraid to throw sauce on it because I didn't slave over actually putting the rub together. So uh, I will sauce his stuff, but his stuff stands on its own. Dude, I, I think we, we just found a new podcast for just the four of us. <laughs> <laughs> Happens Sorry, Bob. All, happens all the time. <laughs> Bob's out right? of this one. Where you got a second one going, dude? I, dude. I, this should be a segment. Oh, a wait. segment again. This is an entire podcast, I'm, not a segment. I feel like it's going to be an entire podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to. I'm willing to step away from uh, from uh, 90 second sports. Maybe if we do a food one. Oh, you just <laughs> you just spoke to Nick like you wouldn't believe, Todd. Mm-hmm. Got these big hungry motherfuckers seconds. talking about food all the fucking time. I'll get more than ninety seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, moving it along. We're going to uh, head on on to uh, Gentleman's Agreement uh, for this week. And we, we got music for that, right? No, we don't. I thought we did. Nope. You don't like that one, huh? Oh, we do. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah, we do. Is it 8.9% alcohol kicking in? <laughs> no, I. this is not something we did. This is something I said that Bob cut out. So, um, yeah. No, it's the MF and Gentleman's Agreement. Oh, done. There we go. <laughs> so, uh, I, I know we were moving. We, music? This, I don't know if we really call it music, but uh, we had we had a audio introduction. So, Which was fantastic. I'm not going to lie. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I've heard a lot of shit, but I got to say that... Was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it is, isn't it? So uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch things up. Um, I I feel like Todd never goes first. And okay. Todd, I want you to go first. You had Treme, right? Treme. And I'm gonna give you guys a new grade. Oh boy, who gave it to you, Todd? Uh, it was given to me by Krabby. There you go. He was, he was struggling over this. I can't give it a, a, a an A through E uh, grade, uh, and so I'm giving it a pass because I'm going to continue watching it. I, it is it is very interesting to me, and I think two episodes isn't enough for you to actually get it. Plus, even though they're speaking English, it's fucking hard to understand what the fuck they're saying and actually <laughs> recollect what it is. But I'm interested in it, and and also the cast is top notch because it's a bunch of people from The Wire. Uh, and John Goodman. I mean, it's it's people who know who don't take crap projects for the most part. Uh, and so I'm super intrigued. I don't know what to give it yet because I still don't fully understand that two episodes isn't enough. So it's a pass, uh, and I will give. I will. I want to reserve the right to uh, at some point, uh, like just during one of my other things. Go. This thing gets a solid this grade, but it definitely is a pass. I will continue watching it because I still don't understand. I think there's, it's just, and, and what's weird is I don't feel it's going too slow. Is it, it's is just, it, is it British? It's not, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry. It, it's not so Cockney. The 30 like, second, 
It's it is so the name doesn't is not descriptive at all. It is a, a series yeah. about the well, okay. Well, I haven't figured that out yet. But, okay, uh, gotcha. It is a series about the aftermath uh, uh, in New Orleans. Oh, you just cut out, Todd. Oh no, we lost you, buddy. Last thing we heard was aftermath. So. Uh, while Todd's getting it together, uh, Todd and Corey are figuring out what's going on. Um, do you want me to pick context up? Context to it. Oh, 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 hold on. We just, you just came back. Todd, you cut out for about 15 seconds. So so it's not it's not British, right? Okay, Corey, disconnect. Yeah, yeah disconnect and try, try and connect. Okay, so we're going to move on to Krabby. Krabby, uh, looks like you had free solo, right? Right, yeah. Okay, who gave you that? Corey. Corey gave you free solo. What's going on with that? So, um, <clears throat> so thirty second quick synopsis is mm-hmm. first of all free solo. When you gave it to me, I was thinking going to be something about Han Solo. And <laughs> 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 I, I was like, oh, it's going to be a documentary, something about Star Wars. This is fantastic. So, um, but free solo for those that don't know what that is, that's uh, mountain climbing without cables. So gotcha. Basically, craziest fucking thing ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. First, I want to talk about the actual show and documentary. Very good. Uh, photos and the video were great areas that I love to see. Um, and then something, I, I don't think you really know this, but maybe you do, and or it was just a, a good hit on your part. So my degree is in social psychology. Okay. So um, I am not, first of all, number one, um, Anybody that's mountain climbing, skydiving, any extreme, you know, I got to get a rush, okay? Not that guy. Not only that guy, I feel sad for that person. <laughs> no, serious. I know we're laughing, but I mean serious because I, know, I, 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 I see where you're going with this because I, I, I agree with you, definitely. Because I know if somebody's doing that, it's just like a drug addict. Sure. Um, there's reasons because of that. There's something that they're escaping or there's something that they're not... Um, they haven't dealt with in their life, like you know, from a psychological st- standpoint. And that adrenaline. For thrill seekers, are you saying? That? So I'm back on for thrill seekers. Are you saying or? Yes, yes, thrill and the- seekers. And, and I was just saying that. Uh, so, what was great about this documentary is, so for me, <clears throat> getting that background of how I look at things like that. Sure. Um, it got in depth about his background. Now it wasn't coming from the point of view that I'm coming from. But it laid it out there for me to be able to sit there and think about, oh, this, Discover is, why, it. this is why he's there. This is why he's that. So that so, you're saying that adrenaline dump is an escape. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's be, it, because you can't get – so in their minds is the same thing with a drug addict is life sucks so bad I can't get uh, any kind of rush from it. I need to find something that will give me the rush instead mm-hmm. of life giving you the rush. Makes perfect sense. You know? Um, so, so anyways, and I forgot to say, this is, it was, I can't remember exactly what the, was it El, El Capito? What was the name of the? El Capitan. El Capitan, right. Yeah. So cool thing was, this is the first time this guy, first person ever to climb it, um, free solo. Uh, so that's what it was all about. That's what, first of all, I forgot to mention that. Um, but it did a really, really good job on getting in depth. He had a relationship that was happening during it. Um, he talked about his past, brought his mother into it, and his father, his father, who who was who had uh, um, died when he was nineteen, which was a f- 
for me, obviously, knowing there's a big part of where he's at. Um, but, yeah, it was really, really interesting. Um, and, again, I love that area just from a, just from a video standpoint, them just showing some of the shots. You know, mm-hmm. it was, oh, it, it, it was gorgeous. It, you know, it was it was basically uh, to me like almost like a Nat Geo shot. Yeah, yeah, that's what I felt like. I felt like I was watching a Nat Geo flick with, uh, you know, a storyline. Yes, a, a lot, so. a lot of mm-hmm. uh, high high def mm-hmm. uh, visuals and and what. So some of the things that came to my mind during watching this, like the what the cameraman had to do. Yeah, to yeah, get yeah. some of the shots. Yeah, of and there, and there's a follow up that you can. I, I will. I want to sign it to you, but. If you if you're that interested in it, there's yeah, yeah. a follow that you can actually go on. I think it's on YouTube, and it shows you what the camera guys were doing in order to get the shots they were getting. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, I could see but, that. dude, the, the fact that he he climbed this this mountain, and Nick, we're not talking we're not talking uh, we're talking like actual rat climbing, not like climbing up Nick Mount climbing? Everest. Hmm. What's that, Todd? Why is that only directed at Nick? Yeah, and why would you say... I don't know if you're back on yet, sorry. Why would you say actual rock climbing, not Mount Everest? Like, Mount Everest was the bunny hill? <laughs> like in, 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 this, in this guy's world, yes, Mount Everest was a bunny hill. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, dude, this was... This not was, a bunny hill, but well, just... Isn't Mount Everest, yeah. like, the most trying thing any climber can ever do? This is more, but they're two different things. If, if it, was this like, uh, like dr- vertical face rock climbing? Climbing is yeah. more vertical face. Yeah, gotcha. I mean, totally. Yeah, vertical. Vertical you know. face sometimes, uh, little juts coming out. That yeah, he was, yeah. Like you have to swing yeah. out to he, grab. He would, on, yeah. he would actually make jumps too, and it it documents him and his his friend that he took up. Uh, they routed the path and did it while attached, and even attached. I'm glad you mentioned that, Corey, because that was the other thing I found interesting what we were kind of talking about off camera here, too, was I really found, you know, being a guy that, and I know I joked about it, but I really do believe in the five Ps, proper planning prevents poor performance. Sure. was also interesting to see he mapped out. In, oh, they, how they, they down. They, how they, um, you know, they scouted and had it squared away and the practice that they took to get to it. That was really interesting, too. Um but I will also say, you know, there's a piece of it that uh, also makes me sad because I, I've, I feel sad. I can't stand, whether it be a thrill seeker or a drug addict or an alcoholic or somebody um, that can't get the thrill out of life and what life has for you and just in its every day. Um, I always feel sad about that, you know, because I want to literally that's they're the people that I want to reach out to and just. Yeah. And, and grab and, grab and, and talk to. Speaking of which. As a slight counterpoint, though, I point out this. I mean, ultimately, and again, I, I didn't see that see this show, and I don't know his mental state, but there are some people who are thrill seekers because, I, and actually, I heard the most perfect phrase the other day. People say you only live once. It's it's actually the, the reverse of that, right? And so you only you only die once. Uh, and quite honestly, like for me, I, and again, it's, I'm glad you mentioned it. if he's practicing, 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 that's kind of you wouldn't practice if you were just a thrill seeker you got wanting to see if you could do something crazy and, and survive. You wouldn't like lay it out. And I think that for, for me, I love anything that go, will go fast. I want to see how fast it will go and see how good I can ride it. And so I'm not a thrill seeker running late, but I do. And I, I 100% get an adrenaline rush from speed. And so anything that I can go fast in or do and even like, because it's funny, I, I went whitewater rafting at, on the Galley river. One of the, most challenging and dangerous rivers in the, in the world. Been there. Uh, yeah. and, and I did it once and I'm like, I'm super glad I did it. Cause I can say, Hey, I, 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 uh, white water rapid the golly. Would I do it again? Nope. 
because I'm a thrill seeker in some ways, and I, but in other ways I'm like, yeah, I think I have a I have a need for speed, and that's one of the fastest rapids you can go down, uh, plus a 12 foot drop or whatever it is off a freaking uh, waterfall <laughs> in a kayak with a bunch of other people. So I think until you're in somebody else's head, and I'm not trying to criticize, but I'm like. I, I want to see I want to see this documentary because there, I think there's a slight counter. If you're preparing or just doing dumb shit, like I think parkour dudes who are jumping over buildings and have never done it before and proven that they can go 19 feet or whatever, yeah, that there's something wrong with them and they're trying to cheat death. Yeah, I guess. Well, and let me clarify it as um, it death could be imminent in a very possible outcome of whatever you're doing. I mean, I don't care if you prepare for it or not. Um, I guess when I say thrill sinking, that's what I mean. I'm talking about death being imminent of it. And I'm going to drop a, this is going to be, this, you know, this is it, death is imminent for me every time I drive down a highway. Yeah, this could be a lot big longer. It could be a I, seriously. We could talk off offline. You know what I mean? Forever. Okay. I, so 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 uh, so. Anyway, let me just say this. Do you like it? So I was just about to give it a great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I would I would give it an A. To be honest. Nice. With you. Yeah. Great. So, that's that's yeah, fantastic. I'd, I'd give it an A. Yeah. It was. Thanks to Todd Dillon yeah. for setting the grading uh, process in motion. <laughs> that's, that's how I know how to express you yeah. know how I feel about it. Yeah. No, that's fantastic. I'm a hard grader, though. That's fantastic. So we got an A from Krabby. That's that's nice. great. That's great. Um, about Todd finish off what he was he was yeah we're gonna we're gonna well, we're gonna yeah, move yeah. We're, we're gonna move back to Todd um, aside from the uh, the Rottweilers barking in the junkyard behind him um, yeah. if you could go ahead and finish finish yours off because we got you kind of halfway through yes yep so yeah I don't know what everybody caught I gave it a solid I gave it a solid pass I'm what was the name of the movie Treme okay series and not a movie it is, it, yep, series. it's a series it's a series uh, about the aftermath of Katrina. Uh, and several different uh, life paths, uh, especially geared around music, which I'm, I'm again I'm intrigued, and it's an A-list uh, in my opinion of actors because a lot of people from The Wire, John Goodman, a lot of other people that you recognize, solidly done. And I and and what I'm loving about it is I think when it finally clicks in, I think it's going to get a good grade, mainly because it's it's smartly written. It is not written at a fifth grade level, and that's why I think it's hard to understand not just because of the accents, but because of the message that you're trying to put forth. Yeah. So I'm super excited about it. I can't give it a grade yet, but it's definitely a pass. And at some point when I'm finished watching, at least uh, when it, when it like the, when the light clicks on, I'll come back and give it a grade. Excellent. So Can I tell you, excellent observation. Um, I kind of put that out there because I, I kind of held back a little bit when I put that out there is I knew you were a Wire fan. Yeah. So the writer is George Pelicanos that wrote The Wire. So that's why those uh, Wire people are in it. Um, and, uh, yeah, so same guy, um, when I first started watching it, I was curious because Pelicanos wrote the wire so well, because he's from, he's a Greek from Maryland, from Baltimore, ah, you know yeah. what I mean? From Baltimore. Yeah. So yeah. I knew that was, and I spent a lot of time out there. I spent probably eight years. Um, so when Tremay first came on, <clears throat> I was really interested to see how he did as far as doing his research about writing in another area. So. So yeah, so good heads up on your part. I'm looking at, and I will also know. I don't know if you know this or not, but the uh, oh, I can't think of his name, but the guy that played uh, Buns Bunk, Bunk, yeah, he's from New Orleans, so that's why he wanted wow. to be in that. So he, ah. yeah, he's a huge New Orleans guy. Yeah, uh, he, he fits in perfect. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you can tell the the craft is being done very very mm-hmm. well. Yeah, 
it's and like I said, I don't, it's complex, and I'm like, I can't figure out if like, is he being complex to be a show off? And so I'm waiting for the payoff. That's why I, mm-hmm. I can't give it a, a grade, but it's it's mm-hmm. and if a grade is, it's definitely passing because I'm going to keep mm-hmm. watching it. Right, right. So Todd, mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna let us know uh, when you finally figure out a grade for that. Uh, yeah, but people should. I, I would say people should watch it because on a positive note, they don't have to wait for me to give it the. <laughs> yeah, grade. but so far so good, huh? Yep. Yep. Hold on, let me exhale. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like that exhale was so, was from uh, all the bacon, all the pork butt, all the pork belly, like everything. There's so much exhale into that exhale. I'm just so happy I just got a solid weight. Todd gave it a solid. Wait, mine's usually a um, a solid immediate D or C. No, no, no. It's Gumtow's on my is on my. He, he and I are not on the same page. So, so by far my favorite is the solid C minus. So, so well, when he says that something is solidly less than average. So we'll say we'll say this uh, next uh, is is going to be a minute. Um, it's Corey and Corey. You had Ballers and the Bill Murray Experience. And a little backstory on that. Did first of all, did you watch them both? I did. Okay. I did. So the backstory on that was, um, if you haven't listened, Corey gave me the Bill Murray experience instead of the Bill Murray stories, um, and I watched it, and it was absolutely horrible. And <laughs> and he somehow slipped the tongue enough to uh, say the complete wrong documentary, like very eloquently. Uh, so regardless of that, um, Corey Ballers and Bill Murray experience. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to start with you. Um, because yes, that, that was definitely slip of the tongue and who would have known there would have been two documentaries out there covering the exact same topic that you could su- name su- both such a subtle topic, uh, as Bill Murray, that these people were seeking experiences with him. So yes, I did watch it and I apologize again. <laughs> I am sincerely sorry that I did slip up on that one. Thanks, that's, buddy. That's my that was my bad. So um, really bad. It, dude, it's it's a rough watch. <laughs> thank, thank thank God the the girl that the uh, the documentarian that she's a writer and all this other shit. Like, thank God she was at least a looker a little bit. Oh yeah, she was. And uh, you know she was annoying as fuck, but she was. But her, a yeah, her voice and and how she discussed everything and, and talked was not uh it was balloons it was a little rough balloons and yeah and and the story was very rough too so again i that's where i'll leave that at. i do apologize i, <laughs> yeah. I did i did watch myself would you recommend from, it yeah man i love weird documentaries i mean you really gotta you really gotta want something you really gotta shit the bed to, sounds, for you to fuck like a no yeah i mean I, I wouldn't recommend it to just anyone yeah. uh so what I, were your like true like under the skin thoughts like like if you I mean not knowing what you know about my my review like what what are your thoughts on it She she went too far um the stalker-esque ex- the extent that she went to like it was actually consuming something in her actual mind like it, it was no longer an actual documentary it was so far gone in her mind that it became an obsession and something that she was trying to force. And clearly that got back to, to Bill that all the interactions she has in the documentary, you can clearly tell that that happened. That word got out big time that like, Hey, this, this lady's out there and like, we don't know what she's going to do. Like, we don't know what her, if she has a, a ulterior motive, you know, what the case might be. 
and her yeah her friends end up not hanging out with her anymore she loses a, a boyfriend during all of it my a fiance actually i like my my thought process was this dude if it's not readily apparent that you've lost a relationship with a prospective fiance you've had three or four girlfriends that you've lost based on your hunt for quote unquote bill murray your hunt for him and I feel like at the end of this documentary, like all throughout, she felt that the Bill Murray experience, getting a Bill Murray experience was going to fix everything in her life. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, she definitely became psychotic about it. And and that it was actually sad to see. Uh, she had the, issues. The extent she was willing to go to, to, to try to force that. And the documentary should have been that the last 45 seconds where she was like, yeah, I realize now like, a Bill Murray experience is just that. You don't force it. Why so, why would you have released that? I mean Yeah, yeah. I dude again. It was sad. She cried throughout the whole thing, which was annoying as fuck. I said, thank God she was a looker. That's all I can say about, yeah. about that. So again, yeah. I apologize. I'm gonna move on to, to what Todd assigned ballers. me. Uh Todd, you assigned me ballers on uh, <clears throat> HBO. Um I don't know, man. How do I start this? Well, here's how I'm gonna start it. Hang on. Let me Oh, he's standing up and yeah. clapping, Todd. He's standing up and clapping. Yeah. <laughs> that takes a lot of energy for Corey Selesky. He doesn't move that quick. It was weird, though. It didn't look natural. It it's was not. very robotic. It is very I was, robotic. I was worried. I was worried. He doesn't move in those motions normally. Dude, it has everything. It's a, it's a series. <laughs> uh, it's, not, it's not just a movie, which I thought it originally was. Uh, I'm already on season two, I think episode three, uh, <laughs> I've become obsessed with it. The, the second I, I turned, it. the second I turned it on and the second I started watching it, I don't know how, it, uh, when I found out it was, <laughs> was it started, I escaped you. Dude. Yeah. It, it's, it was 2015 <laughs> to 2019. They shot this shit. How I've never heard about it until now in fucking 2021. I have no clue, but it has everything. It has everything. Oh, it's good shit. I wasn't Dude. sure how you were going to react. I wasn't sure if it was going to be. I, you I wasn't sure either. Dwayne the Rock sure Johnson. Either. Yeah. Drugs, boobs. It's, <laughs> it's well written. It's and let me backtrack. I should have known it would have been fucking right up your alley. <laughs> it's it's insanely well written. The it's funny. It's got uh, sides to it that uh, are just so deep and, and there's real there's realness in it. There, there, it it's, it's so well written there are good lessons through all the craziness and over the topness there's good stuff there's real intellectual meat in a really in that show oh god yeah it, again it, it's <laughs> I, I started the importance of actually planning for your after your playing career the, and, and 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 how you can get freaking Ganked for lack of a better term. It's just it, it does. It has everything. I love it. I love it. Oh man. well, and I can add to it. You know, being somebody that frequents Miami a lot because the other half of my family live in there, um, it portrays Miami in that in the scene perfect too. You know, with what they do. So man, I, I I'm I will be watching all of it all the way through season five. Uh, it it has overtaken my. Nightly documentary of Bering Sea Gold. <laughs> Has it and overthrown your your nightly uh, just feverish masturbation? 
No, I just do that. There's so much in it now. I mean, there's nakedness all the time. <laughs> oh, so, so you do it at the same time? Yeah. He still Perfect. Is, he still is a terrible masturbator. <laughs> well, once that grizzly all falls out, then it really... <laughs> Yeah, oh, God, I wish for the audio listeners we could show the look on Krabby's face right now. <laughs> then you can get a good clean stroke. He's either upset or he's swallowed a bad clam. Oh, God, I'm just going to vision of a giant grizzly tossing salad. But, uh, and, and you know what, Todd? I'm not even going to give a description of it because uh, I think anyone out there should watch it, and it's it's a great series, so... You're uh, lying. Thank you. Fantastic. I'm, I'm lying. You're lying. That it's a great series? No, it is a great series, but you said you weren't going to give it a description? You already gave it a description. You son of a bitch. No further description. <laughs> oh. He's not going <laughs> to give any spoilers, basically, yeah. is what he's trying to say. So, moving right along. Um, hey, but before you go, move yeah, on, yeah. I'm doing pretty good of late. I've been inside of some good shit. Yeah, you have. You've been doing fantastic. Apparently, no one can assign you anything fantastic, but yeah. but but you've been giving great so, stuff. So we'll move on to the next segment where yeah. Todd Dillon sucks there, his own dick. Yeah, there, there we go. There may be a little of a narcissistic streak, but you know that's fine. And I, oh, hey. Teach their own, you know. I did, and 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 Todd. Before we started, too, I told I told Krabby, I'm like, I couldn't remember if it was from my assignment was from you or from Krabby. And I'm like, if it was great, it was from Todd. I'm like, I'm like, you know, no, I'm like, you know, because I I was like, if it's from Krabby, then I have no problem doing what I just did. But if it was from Todd, I don't know if I want to give him that much to stroke his own ego. (laughs) So when I got here, I was like, Krabby, I'm like, did you assign me? He's like, no, I'm like, God damn it. (laughs) Okay, that's that's perfect. uh, Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to tell you gentlemen this right now uh, before I give my review, give you a little bit of time to think about it. Um, the way it's going to go tonight is Corey's going to give Todd a pick. Todd's going to give Nick. Nick's going to give Krabby, and Krabby's going to give Corey. And that's the way it's going to be tonight. So think about that. Um, got it. And I'm going to give my review. Uh, so we got a little time to let that marinate. My review is from um, Mr. Dr. Robert Rankin, uh, DDS. Bobby. Uh, gave, uh, gave me the godfather. Um, under duress or derision, Ooh. as Corey would say, because uh, he couldn't. He was he was looking at a long list of things he wanted to give to me, and I'm like, dude, something off the top of my head. I said, uh, he's like, what do you want? Do you want a cowboy movie? You want this? You want that? I'm like, give me a mafia movie. Oh man, a mafia oh, movie. Man. I'm like, well, when I tell you a mafia movie, now you can't think of something. I'm like, so. I know I've never seen the fucking Godfather. And Corey's, no, nah, that's not the way things fucking go. I'm like. I'm not picking it, but I have never seen this. So he's like, all right, buddy, you got the Godfather. So first time, first experience with the Godfather. Um, I mean, if I if I hated it, you should judge me because it was a fantastic movie. <laughs> I, I, I thought it was amazing. Um, Marlon Brando, um, I've seen things that he's done in the past. The chew in each side of his cheek um, acting that he did annoyed me a little bit. Uh, I know that's his character, but it looked like he had a mouthful of cud every time he was fucking talking. Uh, If he had been spitting through the movie, I would have felt a little bit better. But I'm like, 
why are you talking like this all the time? You know, like he his cheeks were like chipmunks, and it just didn't feel natural. So obviously it was something they were going for at the time. Maybe they stuffed some stuffs just in his just so you he are could, you are hurting people's feelings big time. Right that's now, fine. I tell you that much, dude. He did a fantastic job. There's no doubt about it. I think but, he won an award. I, he won a lot of awards. A, a lot of them. His acting. I'm not talking about his acting. I'm talking no, about the fact that dude, that's dude. That's iconic to the movie. Like that, I understand that. And there's been through every like movie and TV show I've seen for the last thirty some years. Everyone's got their Godfather impression. All four of them. But the reason, no, the reason it's so impressionable is because yeah, stuffing your cheeks and talking is very easy. You know, it, it's it's an easy impression to do. So, but I I would like to, I'm not casting lightning bolts down on him. I think he did a fantastic job. I want to know more. I want to know what his thought process and what the director's thought process that went into that character. That's, that's what makes me know that it was a great movie because I want to know, like, this isn't something he just spitballed. Because no, I, I don't think he talks like that in any other movie. So, I, by any means, I want to know like what went into that. You know, what was the thought? You know, was it? This is just something. But I loved the Italian American aspect of it. They deep dove into that. I love the time frame. Um, Al Pacino did a fantastic job. Um, I think he won an award for that. I think maybe. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I don't think anybody of substance needs Nick Bader to tell you that The Godfather was a fucking great movie. So, but at this point in time, that's where we're fucking at. So, it was a great movie. I liked it a lot. Um, I love it. I, I love listening to your perspective because everybody has seen it. Mm-hmm. And to hear and somebody I never have exactly yeah. and to hear it in yeah, I, I agree 2021 you know what i mean and you never give that's i i think it's awesome just like to listen to that I, I i would love to i actually got really bummed out uh and this will make a lot of people laugh but i had to i'm like there's no way this dude's still alive marlon brando and of course i googled it and i'm like nope died like in 2005 or some shit you know yeah. uh yeah. but i but i did the same with uh you know bob gave me a lot of uh westerns you know and there are all these actors that you're like are kind of household names that you've heard of but you don't know anything about them you know and uh when i i actually took the time which you know it must have been a good movie because i actually took the time to watch the credits and look at the nice. actors and i'm like nice ooh. Oh, I know them. I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Like, I think my grandma's talked about that person before, you know, and uh, it was super cool. I would I would really love to see, and maybe it's out there and I'm just an idiot, but I would love to see, like, a documentary on, like, the making of the movie, like maybe some interviews with the, the actors, but I don't know that that's ever been done before. Yeah, um, there's, a, there's a lot of material about that. That, that movie is that iconic, I think. I think it's awesome. Even though I poked fun, I'm like, oh, you won an award for that. I, I, my poking fun is just, that's what's awesome about that movie. That, that I talk about the wire dudes being <laughs> iconic. That's the, that is a who's who of like legit uh, artists who know, who are really good at their craft with a really, really good script. 
who take it to a whole nother level. And, and it's, and what I love is you've now proven that it's not the time period stuff that you don't like. Like uh, when you saw the, the uh, Caddyshack and you're like, ah, it's too dated. It doesn't work. Uh, so I, I love it. I, I'm super excited that you like it. No, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. There's certain movies that don't translate that are yeah. hokey um, right. and, 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 yeah. and surround themselves with. But the, that's my point. It's it's interesting to hear. Like when I heard you give that review about that. And again, it was interesting because somebody like me and Todd, I'm sure too, um, you know, we saw it in the 80s, right? Yeah. Through yeah. now. And so I could watch it tomorrow and laugh my ass off, right? <laughs> Yeah. But had I not saw it until 40 years later, right now, you know, after the comedy that I've seen, let's say, for the last 10, 15 yeah. years. It, it, right. It doesn't translate. Yeah. Well, yeah, dude, interesting. I, yeah. I've, so I've gotten super. But, hey, don't screw it up, though. I have Nick tonight, so I'm actually, I'm actually going to test the waters again. But I'm, I've I'm, got, a, I'm a thrill seeker. I'm going to test the water. Taking I've, your socks and shoes off right now and just so you can uh, dip your toe in the water. I like it, Todd. <laughs> Those little dark piggies. <laughs> but I, I, I have, uh, I've said to my nieces and nephews before, like, um, you know, something iconic of my time was Jurassic Park. You know, it was huge, and uh, it was like the Goonies of the '80s, you know, uh, of the '90s, and uh, and I'm like, oh, dude, well, you've seen Jurassic Park, right? And they're like, no. And I feel like if you were to watch it for the first time now, you'd be like, this is kind of cheesy, probably, but. At the time, like I, I feel like Jurassic Park like blows like even Jurassic Park three out of the water because it was the time where they actually painted and used real life special effects and instead of CGI and now everything's animated and it almost looks more fake now than it looked back in the day like because they spent so much money you you know on animatronics and all that other shit. So you were actually filming something physical, right? I, I, I see where you're coming from with that, um, but I, I don't. I, again, too, like with, with how Caddyshack translated to you was yeah, not at way, all. Yeah, having, it, but I, I, I didn't see it back when you guys saw it. But I, but coming up with like kind of in the era and also doing that myself, like so caddying, uh, it, it made it funny. Oh, even better. Well, because you had an experience. Right. That's part of it. Had, well, I, had I not had any experience or didn't like golf yeah. as someone else totally. I, I know doesn't, like, then, yeah, I might be like, yeah, I, I don't really like this because right. I, I don't have any connection to it. Okay, so before new assignments, because we've got to wrap some things up real quick, the only thing I want to say is, uh, Corey, thank you, because after uh, the Bill Murray stories, I probably really would have appreciated Caddyshack a lot more. If I watched it after, <laughs> after the fact, than before, yeah, because um, I respect the hell out of Bill Murray now. Um, so we'll start out with uh, with Corey giving Todd a pick. Todd, you have uh, unbanned on Hulu. Unbanned. Yep. U n b a n d. Nope. U n b a n n e d. Okay. Okay. Unbanned. Okay. And the title is nothing along the lines of what I expected it to be, so I hope it shocks you as well. Cool. I'm ready. Is it a documentary? Come on, buddy. Of course it is. I'm <laughs> of course fucking it is. believable. <laughs> okay, Todd, you got me. Yeah. So, again, I am 
100% taking a big risk here. Uh, but I, I, I'm again, I'm a thrill seeker. So stripes. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. You are taking a risk. Where is it available? On Hulu or Netflix. Okay. Good. Based pick. on his update tonight, I, I, I have a that's, coin flip. That that's that that was that was a solid pick on as far as the update tonight. I, I think I think you might have found that perfect perfect line of not too much slapstick and a perfect amount of Yeah, we'll see. Good I'm a, I, 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 like I, said, I'm a thrill seeker. I, I, this is definitely a pass fail. I'm, and again, I've been riding such a high and doling out such gems. I'm oh. willing, I'm willing to <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly why I didn't want to give Todd. I was hoping that Krabby was the one that gave me that. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, Krabby, have you seen, Krabby, have you seen the outpost? No. Watch Ooh. the outpost. The outpost. We all have. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was lo- going to say that. That is. That's a modern day gotta see, Nick. That I love it that that's like you're like you seen this, and then when because, people are like no, because no. because I I'm like I was so blown away by it that I'm yeah. like I I want to find I know someone out there has not seen this you know yep no, it's awesome. you got your phone on you right there do I what you got your phone on you yeah text it to me will you will do thank you I got him. Okay, thanks. Yeah, somebody sent it to me because my phone's up, hanging up. There. Krabby, what do you got for Corey, buddy? <laughs> well, I thought I had something, and then I just thought about it. I'm like, shit, it's got to be free, right? And I'm not sure if this thing. No, that's happen. not true. Okay. The the no, ca- yeah. the caveat is if it's paid, and he hates it, you got to give him the four bucks for running okay. it. Yeah. Have you seen Apocalypse Now yet? Yes. Fuck. Mm. Have you seen Nine Perfect Strangers on Hulu? Yep. Ooh. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Bill Bradsky was a son of a bitch. <laughs> so if you want to think about it, we can do a quick uh, pick of the week. Think about it. Yeah, and we'll yeah do... I'm going to need to come back. Yeah, was... yeah, come come back to it. So, uh, uh, the only... oh, Nope, I'm here. Nope, Sorry. you're here. Uh, Netflix, have you seen Dead to Me yet? Uh... It's a series. Yes, with a... I have seen that. that. Jesus Christ. You have wolves in your house, Todd? No. Yeah, he does. <laughs> okay, I, was, I was saying. Yeah, we're, Todd, you're muted for a second because of all the uh, creepy Halloween wolves. Wait, <laughs> hold on. Maybe we want that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Queen's Gambit? No. Okay. Queen's Gambit on Netflix. It's a uh, six part. One time only series, you know, so it's not. I've I've seen it on there. I've just never never clicked on it. Okay. So Todd's got uh, unbanned. I have stripes. Krabby has the outpost. Corey has Queen's Gambit. Nice. So Queen's Gambit is uh, an hour, so you got to do at least two of them, right? Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Make that happen. No problem. Corey, are we overtime? You know, without Bob here, man, it's kind of nice to not know what time is. <laughs> it's suspended. <laughs> when Bob's time? not here, time is suspended. We, we could go. We you could go. do a lot worse than Bob Rankin. I'll tell you that, buddy. We it can we, all be edited out, right? Yeah, or we we could also go for the next four hours and have. Uh yeah, but what is the actual time we're looking at? Uh yeah, we're we're over time. 
We're over time. So the only reason behind uh, not continuing is I'll tell you anything. I mean, at this point, it's uh, we're just circling the drain. But anything past two hours when I go in to uh, make any sound clips, um, it won't let me do anything with it. it. Won't let me touch it. It grays out the file. Um, it uses our podcast file like number, um, sorry, but it won't. Yammering. But it won't let us. I'm sorry. Hold on. We're having trouble hearing <laughs> you, Todd. Um, <laughs> hold on. Which one is his? Okay, there we go. Uh, we've lost Todd. I'm sorry. I, He's I got, got his mouth full. <laughs> He's got his mouth full right now. But yeah. So I guess it doesn't matter after this point. But um, why don't we um, uh, in in keep with not um, being a slave to anyone's time clock? We'll. We'll do a pick of the week, and we'll wrap it up, because at this point, it really doesn't matter. Um, so. I can also break down the audio, audio files and send them to you as well. So. That's cool, too. So for uh, we're going to do a little bit of pick of the week. Um, we don't have. That one we do not. We don't have any audio for that. That's fine. I'm not going to give Bob the pleasure of singing something. <laughs> so um, It's your pick of the week. Yeah, really. <laughs> Krabby, what's your pick of the week, buddy? Uh, actually, the pumpkin nitro that I gave you. Oh, great yeah. pick, dude. So, like I said, it was uh, it's Southern Tier pumpkin. It's been my favorite pumpkin beer um, because it's not sweet. It's typically got spice to it. Um, and then they added this nitro thing this year, uh, which is the first time they've done that. It's got a high alcohol content. Now, what's different this year is it's actually a little bit creamier and smooth. Then um, spicy. Yeah, that's the the widget inside. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So that's my pick of the week. Yep. Uh, for those that um, aren't familiar with nitro beers, um, a lot of the 16-ounce Guinness, um, they offer a lot of uh, nitro cold brews at coffee shops and things like that. Basically, they shoot um, the nitro. They, Sorry. They... Uh, <laughs> They wake up Frankenstein from the dead. Uh, no, they they shoot a, the nitro gas into it, and um, with with cans like like these nitro cans, um, they have a widget in the bottom that has uh, two little fins, like opposite end fins on it. And the second that you break that seal, it spins and releases this gas, which causes like a foamy head on the beer or coffee or whatever you might be drinking. So it gives it like a kind of that creamy milk stout at the top. And uh, it's really good. It really kind of smooths it out. Um, so fantastic pick because um, I'm drinking it now, and that's that's awesome. Corey, what is yours, buddy? I'm going to go with the Link Dream Memory Foam Replacement Ear Tips. Uh, as you guys know, we do a podcast every week, and I have bought new headphones in the past, new different earphones, trying to get the, some of the best audio. Uh, and what I have found with these the ear tips they give you with anything you buy uh, whether it be JBL, uh, any of the big names. They're just plastic, uh, rubbery kind of ear tips. And the other day I, I saw a post on Instagram this guy had with a similar pair of, of uh, in-ear audio monitors to mine, mm -hmm. and he had these foam memory memory foam ear tips. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, That's a great idea. So went on Amazon, found a pair. Uh, you actually get uh, six, uh, six, six pairs of them all different sizes, and two sets of each. So when you put them in, rather than that just kind of plasticky feeling going into your ear, <laughs> uh, you, you get it's an actual memory foam that expands and forms to the inside of your ear. 
to lock out any other sound or any other um, outside noise that you might have and, and becomes like a kind of a true uh, cancellation uh, headphone. You can get that on Amazon? Yes. Awesome. Oh, dude, they, I, I got, I have them on these and then I also have them on the, the ones I use at work and they're fantastic. Comfortable as can be. Uh, and like I said, they form right to the inside of your ear, take them out. Uh, absolutely amazing. And the searchable name was what on Amazon? Link Dream uh, Memory Foam Replacement Ear Tips. Dude, that's awesome. I love anything memory foam. Todd, pick of the week, brother. I was going to say smooth my balls, but you know what I'm going to say? Because the with the with going with the Halloween theme, I'm going with my uh, New Belgium Atomic Pumpkin Baby. Ooh, nice. You guys and your pumpkin beers today. Jesus. I can't wait I to try it. things pumpkin. This is a badass beer. New Belgium Brewing Company. Is that the one with the uh, green and orange? The green and orange, like, crazy pumpkin on the front of it? No, 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 no. It's got it. Can you, if you can see the camera, I'll put it up for. Yeah, that, it's going to be like a 30 second delay, but I'll look at it in a little bit. The artwork is amazing. So, yeah, I had an Ichabod pumpkin beer, and I had uh, the original pumpkin, which was pretty good. And, uh, I want to say I've had that one, but I'm not sure. Um, but, yeah, awesome. Definitely have to try it if I haven't. Um, awesome. So uh, my pick of the week is the Smile Direct Club so far. Um, it's just at the beginning stages of it. Um, basically, it's a different uh, alternative to Invisalign. Um, I had braces, like, growing up. I had them for six years arduous years cost my parents upwards of maybe 20 bucks or 20 20 bucks twenty thousand dollars like your parents got yeah, off easy there, yeah man. they got off with a break huh 20 grand um and uh between the follow-up care that uh it was hard to to maintain going back for retainers and losing them and then breaking, and then they want money up front. I mean, there was no like, oh, yeah, we guarantee this if you need an updated one, you know. But for people that have had braces, you have to you have to wear that, like, all the time, and it just keeps things in check. And it was something um, that I attempted to do three or four times with retainers, but it just never happened. So from about 18 to 38, uh, you know, there were no retainers. So uh, my teeth had moved in the middle a little bit and off to the right. Um, something that drove me crazy um, because at one point I had perfect teeth and that bothered me. So I did Smile Direct. They're 50% cheaper than Invisalign that your dentist will try and pedal to you. Um, it, Dude, it's been fantastic so far. They literally, for, for 18 bucks. They send you a whole kit to your house, two different kinds of moldable clay. You make four different forms. You bite down on it, put it in the mail. It's automatically postmarked, and everything gets sent back uh, within four weeks. Um, I think it ends up being around $2,800, um, and it takes four to six months to get you back to where you're supposed to be. And uh, they send you a nice, huge box comes with a file to file down any of the forms that maybe don't fit right. It comes with like 15 different, you get one form a week for those four to eight 
months or whatever it may be. Um, it's super fast. You put them in, no one can see them, just like Invisalign. Uh, it comes with like lip balm and and all this crazy stuff. But they also, like literally everything I was going through, they thought of. Because I'm like, why is there this weird egg of lip balm in this case? And then on like the second day, because you have this uncomfortable thing in your mouth, you're like licking your lips. And my lips were dry and I'm like, Oh, now you made me lick my lips. Maybe that's maybe that's why. <laughs> and then contagious, like and, and I'm like, why is there a nail file in here? And then I'm like, oh, on like the third day, I felt like I was having a canker sore. And they're like, yep, you need to file that shit down to make it fit right. You know, so so everything kind of comes with you, and it's it's great. And uh, the coolest part about it is that they say your smile's guaranteed for life. If anything is to change, retainer wise. Or um, any kind of insert that they need to put in, you're guaranteed. So Smile Direct Club, I highly, highly recommend it. Nice. All right. Yeah. But that's all I have. Um, and for... That's a... You what? A nice long episode. Oh, Episode dude. 143. Episode 143 in the books. Shazam. One of the longest episodes in quite some time. And... Uh, I think we're just gonna we're gonna have to end it there. Sounds good, buddy. Until next Booyah. time. This is Nick, Corey, James Krabby Pappas, and Todd Vincent Osborne Dillon saying goodnight for episode 143. We'll see you guys.